This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show, the last show of 2023. Thank fuck for that, you all cry, me included. I am, in fact, Stanford Chidge, and uh, I'm joined as ever by the uh, the mellifluous Jonathan Kidd. Oh, a lovely word, mellifluous. I'd better live up to that adjective. Thank you. I love to be on the show. Thank you. Have um, a good Christmas. Always love, be on, always love to be on the show. Um to be spent with a family. Um, I have a seven-year-old who still believes in Santa Claus, who says the wonderful phrase, um, Daddy, you're behaving very badly, and as you know, Santa is watching you. <laughs> yeah, just wait, so just wait say, till yeah. your nightmares and you find that it's actually me dressed up as Santa. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was and I, I, I cooked um, I cooked a rather nice uh, turkey with the, the trimmings. It was all... Uh, it was all very, very low key and lovely, and um, she had more presents than I can ever imagine having. Uh, I can ever remember having bought her, but she kept saying, "Is this one from Santa?" And I wanted to say, "No, it's from my bloody bank account, for God's sake!" But yes, it is, darling. Yes, of course, it's from Santa. Yes, he loves Santa. Really, really fond of you because you've been so lovely all year. Oh, thank you, Daddy. Um, but yes, it's been. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was very pleasant. Um, uh, particularly recovering from the the football the day before, of course, but um, which was uh, one of the great lows, I have to say. The performance on Sunday was uh, oh. was possibly one of the worst I have ever seen from a um, uh, from Chelsea in the Premier League. It was it was it was execrable. But uh, enough of that. We vaguely brought it back with some kind of um, effort against the uh, the E girls, uh, and uh, we're going to talk about. Um, all of that and uh, Luton coming up, aren't we? We are, but we have a guest, of course, don't we? Oh, do we? Yes. Oh, sorry. How I've could you not even him. notice? No, I've obscured him on Zoom with some strange series of. Uh, oh goodness, it's oh oh. I'm so apologise, sir. I'm so forgive me. It's uh, it's of course the man of charm, 
the man of wit, the man of super hyper intelligence who puts us all to shame with his knowledge and his his uh, his witticisms. It is, of course, what's your name? Oh, yes, Mr. Martin Wickham. I was wondering who else is on the Zoom call there for a second. <laughs> uh, only thing I'm full of this week is fucking flu. So I'm, um, oh, really? <laughs> thankfully, I'm, thankfully, I'm over the worst of that. But I was coughing up. Sawn oh, off shotgun last week, this time last week. So I've had to bin off the trip to Wolves. Mm. I suffered it on the oh, sofa you made, you made a very good decision there. Very yeah, it, it, it didn't make me feel any better watching it, mind you, but no. we'll, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. We Ev- shall. Everybody is ill at the moment. I'm still not better from being ill the first time around, but everybody I know is ill. But uh, Martin, I would also, apart from the fact saying I'm sorry you're not feeling too well, but I would also say... Probably the only person we have on the show who is brainier than Mark Meehan. That's 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 the uh, sobriquet, I think. Isn't uh, it? That's de- that's debatable. I'm, I'm over the worst of it now, by the way. So I'm yeah. I'm able to talk, which is progress. Good. Good. <laughs> talking of talking, uh, we will be talking. Uh, it's a it's a kind of a weird three parter tonight. It was going to be four parts, but uh, the Luton fan didn't didn't uh, text me back but then again i did wait until lunchtime today to text him which is probably a bit too late really for, a, for a especially especially in the one part of the year where it's socially acceptable to not know what day of the week I it know, is i know i know but never mind so anyway for part one we will be looking back at the palace game from uh, uh wednesday night uh and uh, then we'll look back at the wolves game from last sunday and then we will look ahead because there's no opposition view to the Luton match tomorrow. So there we go. Uh, first thing is, an, it, it, I mean, you know, I mean, I had a great time at the Palace match, largely because I was rather pissed because I had the wonderful Michael Roban over from Los Angeles had organised a couple of tickets so we could sit together and we'd been in the pub since about four. So, you know, we, we had a good old drink before the game. Um, I was sitting at the very about row four, I think, in the West Lower, which is really odd for me because uh well it's nice to smell the grass let's put it that way but i had no fucking idea what happened in the game i can't watch football when they're all at bloody pitch level mate how how do you how do you people manage this when you sit in the lower i mean i'm used to having this wonderful overview of the game where i can actually see what's going on i had no fucking idea so just knit slightly below pitch level well you could argue that it probably is actually yeah 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 i think it is you're peering up yeah Um, not it's not like for me, at, not for me, that like kind looking of Looking at little Sabutio figures, isn't it, when you're about 11 and they're on a table and yeah. you're used to playing on the carpet. It's all a bit weird. I mean, look, for me, uh, JK, the Palace game uh, really uh, was all about the win, I think. I mean, not least because we went, uh, you know, we went a goal up, which is usually good news. We then let a stupid one in, which we'll talk about later. Uh, and we and we and we, you know, we managed to get a winner. And I thought we were much better than Palace, frankly. I mean, I know that they uh, they did actually have a go, but uh, we were better than them. All about the win, J.K. Or is it is it still uh, time to grumble a lot? I think it's time to to grumble ceaselessly. Um, uh, I thought they were terrible, Palace. I mean, really, weren't committed to anything. It was bewildering. Uh, they've got two fantastic players in. Um, Eze and Elise, who, you know, obviously they 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 perform their magic or little sections of the pitch and beat players. And and you think, yes, we could easily have bought either of them, but would they have done anything? Would they have been motivated? Because they certainly weren't motivated playing for Palace. It was a bare, bare shell of the team that had come back the other day against Man City and had played um, and was, was just 
making a lot of effort. And I, I actually, for a period, thought, is it because we're somehow set up? He set them up to stop them from playing. But they just didn't seem to be making um, any effort at all. They didn't get really hardly ever got past the halfway line. So consequently, it was absolutely predictable that they would score in the 47th minute because they hadn't done anything. And as usual, Colwell uh, um, uh, was missing. Um, somebody blamed Casado, who was similarly uh, limping on the edge of the area. And so... Um, uh, was it Elise or Ease? I can't remember which one it was, Easy, whichever one it was, um, stabbed in brilliantly, but, you know, it was left completely it was, it unmarked. Was in, he had the freedom of Stamford Bridge. The freedom of Stamford Bridge, but the, that's the norm, isn't it, really, with that setup? I mean, let's let's just, can we just stop stop attempting to make out that Desazi and Badia Sheila are any good? Because, for fuck's sake, we're, we're looking at idiocy here. This is just becoming an absolute joke. It, it's, it's just not a good enough defence. Well, they're possibly good as central defenders. He's got, for fuck's sake, to stop playing them as, as fullbacks. Poor old Colwell. I think has disintegrated as a player through having to play fullback. He's 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 a headless chicken. Headless chicken is the wrong expression. He's a loose cannon most of the time. He tries to kick everybody because he doesn't feel he can keep up. On one occasion, one of the Palace forwards darted past him and it was like watching a, 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 a ship sinking behind this speedboat. It's just, you think, oh, I thought you're supposed to be one of the paciest centre-halves there is. But um, besides that, I I, 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 got, I was disturbed to see Liam Toomey, um, Liam, our dear friend Liam, but defending wait, wait, Jackson. Wait, let's wait for Jackson. Let's not get on to well, that. I, I haven't right. finished without shocking the defences yet. You're okay. Yeah, shocking. Yes, okay. <laughs> Do you know what? But I'll tell yes, you what, it, you know, seriously, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. this is the frightening thing, and I, I don't know where I found this the other day, but actually... Yeah. You know, yeah. the stats back up what you're saying because we've conceded more goals uh, in the last calendar year, Martin, than we've ever conceded before in the Premier League. Something like 59, so it's probably 60 now. Um, which, I I mean, for me, you know, I know we spend most of our time on the show moaning about the fact we can't put the ball in the back of the net. But actually, if the statistically, it looks like the defence is, is, is as much of a problem, isn't it, Martin? Yeah, equally so. And the fact that our forwards aren't converting the chances they create puts more pressure on a defence that's already nervous. So I would posit the theory that the inability to convert the chances at the other end causes problems at the back because they suddenly shit themselves when they've not scored when they should have scored three or only scored one. And they either concede a goal to give up the lead or concede an equaliser as a result. I honestly think that if we were taking those chances, the opponents wouldn't, they'd be dispirited. They be, wouldn't yeah. think, hang on, we can get at them. So it doesn't help our defence that our attack are so bad. That's not to absolve the defence at all because they're, you know, there are various examples of just poor positioning, poor organisation and just leaving the one player unmarked who's fucking free. And yeah, it's, a problem needs to be addressed and it needs to be addressed through coaching. What's going on? They're not, well, I mean, the guy who was, you know, in charge of set piece organizations gone now, Anthony Barry, it doesn't seem like he's been replaced. Isn't though, is, I think you're being very, very fair to the defense, almost giving them an excuse. No, I'm not saying. giving anyone an excuse. I'm just saying if we converted our chances more, we'd be less pissed off at the defense. No, I, I, I get it. But I think the problem is, is that they're both shit. It's not as if somehow the defence is actually better than the forward. I've, rad I've radicalised it. If, we if we would talk sport, if we would talk, if we would talk sport, J.K., we would clip this up. J.K. on the Chelsea figures. 
Basically, they're both shit. <laughs> I mean, I mean the, the, the man who was all trust the process a few weeks ago has been well and truly fucking radicalised here. I feel no, like he's my, not average. I, I, he's I, not average. I, I feel like my work is done. <laughs> I have come the other. I've come full circle. Uh, See, doctor about if, that. If I, was, if I was allowed to use the c word, I would. Yeah. I am absolutely Garrett. fed up to the back teeth with this complete, utter fucking shambles that we have been are forced to watch now. This has become absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, introducing to the Chelsea fancast, uh, it's kind of an annual thing we do at Christmas, Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge! <laughs> bah! Bah, Chelsea bug! <laughs> oh, oh mate, dear. I feel your no, pain. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's not... It's, don't get me wrong, it's fucking atrocious to watch. I no, mean, if we... If we did it. Wolves did it. I just watched in complete fucking disbelief. Wrong game. Go back to Palace. We can, yeah, yeah. We'll go yeah, off a we'll, we'll long run on Wolves later. We'll yeah, Wolves later. Time for fuck's sake. Listen, uh, I mean, you know, apart from the defensive, I mean, it was it was a poor error for the goal at a terrible time. We should have been two or three nil up, of course, by then. Of course we weren't. But I have to say, I think there were... I were I, I think there were some things in there in, in there on uh, on well, no, Wednesday. Shut up and listen to what I have to say first. Um, <laughs> basically, I thought Gusto was absolutely yeah. superb. I thought he yeah. was brilliant. I'll tell you for why. He looks like a proper right back. He actually looks like he knows what he's doing. And in the absence of most of that for the team, I thought that was good. I thought Gallagher was good. I think Nkunku had some class moments. I think Mudrik is improving. I thought Madueki was pretty good when he came on. There was that lovely bit where he, he, he intercepted the ball on the edge of our area. And he something you rarely see. A Chelsea player ran with the ball for about 40 yards until he got fouled. I couldn't believe it. Um, Gilchrist's little cameo was, was great. I thought that was quite fun. And I don't know, Lavia, I'm not so sure about. I, I mean, from where I was sitting, which, as I said, I had a pretty, a pretty poor view... I thought I didn't think he was that much, but I watched well, it again. He's I watched been it. Injured. Yeah, sorry, he's well, been I, injured. I watched him again. I watched the whole thing again on on Amazon, and uh, actually You're thought he, I was. I didn't think he was too bad. So I, you know, I actually don't think it was as, as. I mean, we will talk about Wolves in a minute. I promise you, it wasn't as bad as some of that. But even even I've got some things to say about that later. But uh, so there we go. I just thought there were glimmers of hope there, J.K. That's what I'm saying. Did you are applying the wrong filter. You are applying a filter as if we're watching a team playing in the second division. Well, and maybe. we're looking at them and we're saying, he had a good game. Well, I'm looking, I'm looking at what I see. I'm he, looking at what I see. He's not bad, is he? Gusto's not a bad player. He didn't do too badly, did he? If you compare them to any of the sodding teams that we've had in the past, but you can't, none of them, yeah, but this, none is, of them this is my is point. Anywhere All right, near okay, I get it. I hear, I hear you loud and there are people yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest that can hear what you're saying, JK. But I will put it like this. If we continually keep making... I'm not for one minute saying we need to accept this shit because we shouldn't accept this shit. Because it I is, was accepting because it is, because Well, because it is shit. But what I am saying is turning up here every week expecting it to be like it was for the last 20 years is absolutely yeah. the definition of fucking madness because yes. it won't be because Bowley, yes. Egbali and all the other fucknuts who've turned up and t- yes. taken over this club have fucked it permanently. That's absolutely. why... Well, not- not necessarily permanently that they fucked it. Yes, the positives. And Kunku's a proper player. I agree with you. Give him an opportunity. Mudrich looks as if he's actually thinking about what he's doing. He played some lovely passes. Lovely Gusto, goal. Lo- lovely goal. Lovely goal. Gusto's a decent fullback. Gusto's a decent fullback. But once again, 
the bar is very low here, very low in comparison with what they should be as an elite team. But yes, I agree. Well, then, and they're not an elite team jelly. because they, but you know, they tore it all up and threw it away in the bin. Yes, yes, I agree completely. So it may all start. Yes, but we are applying a kind of, I don't know. We're allowing. There's an allowance to the yes, prices. The prices were paid for elite players. It's not yes. unreasonable to expect yes. that yes. they are elite. Yes. So that's down Absolutely to those correct. aforementioned yes. fucknuts paying over the top on players for potential. Yeah, they got they got yeah. they got mugged blind. Like, oh yeah, yeah, they 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 were seen coming from a mile off by people yeah. who've been in the business industry for years and know a mug when they see one yeah. and they saw about fucking five of them yeah. in Chelsea's case. Yeah, no, you're absolutely spot on. Spot on, of course. Now, um let's talk about Jackson because again, looking at it with a, a more sanguine view, um I mean, my, first, my I mean, I said this in the pub afterwards. I said I mean, I can't think of a player that we've given so many nicknames to during one season and yet still haven't quite got it right. But I've now got it. I've got it. His his nickname should be Miss Jackson, shouldn't it? Because that's what he fucking does all the time. He misses. JK's having a coughing fit. He's gone all Bob Fleming on us. He's, 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 I suppose that's better than a heart attack, you know. Well, no, it's it's... It's not that he misses. It's that. It's that I, I. I don't think I've seen a worse player playing for Chelsea. Oh, you uh, have. You seriously have. Forward. You seriously have. Alan Mays at, at centre foot. Well, you know, but Mays at least you knew where you were with him. He would get the ball and do a <laughs> do a kind of circle and then have a shot and it would Dave go never into goal. You know, Chris yeah, Sutton. Yeah. Chris Sutton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Robert Fleck. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Joe um, Allen. No, but I, as I said, I was I was disturbed to see um, our dear friend Liam um, saying that been that he'd he'd seen improvement once again, um, arguing from a a level of of uh, almost patronising level of you know let's 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 give him a go. He's not bad after all. He runs well with the ball, better than I've seen many other players run. And remember, Drogba had a first bad season. Yes, all right, yeah, but he was surrounded by you know artists, Drogba, as opposed to sounded surrounded by. Uh, you know, some schoolboy cadet football club, um, football players around him. Um, but um, no, I find I find the fact that that he is uh, he gets in positions, which is a positive, to actually score um, good. But the fact that he can't uh, uh, ever pull the trigger properly, the fact that he can't um, that he makes he makes um, his shoot. Well, how can I put this? He just isn't good enough. His shooting isn't good enough. Now, uh, I would love to be able to say, yes, he, he can he show us what he showed us in pre-season because he worked very well with Nkunku and clearly he's having a crisis of confidence. But this isn't about nurturing players. This is about people hitting the ground running. This is about well, people... No, it's not. It's not anymore. That's no, the it point. It isn't anymore. No. It isn't anymore, but it it's used It's like having be. a fucking laugh at our expense. Yes, yes. But it, it's it's so I'm I'm applying... I'm applying standards to him that are from a different era with different players we've purchased. And yes, all right, yes, he has potential. I agree. And yes, he may come good, but I've yet to see him head the ball properly. I've yet to see him control the ball properly, except for one occasion. He's very good if he doesn't have to think and that ball comes across and he just stabs at it. And it like like you know, the like goal the, he scored, which was really good. Goal, for example, Had his knee very good not been offside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, took it very well. But if you give him any opportunity to actually control the ball 
and move inside. He's he's had it. He doesn't. But I once again, I don't understand what happens in training. You know, you, even Hasselbank is, is is the man to ask because he saw the goal and he had a shot. That was it. Same with Viali. We've talked about this all the time. It's that inability to to hit the target with you as an as a you know the few bloody Sunday games that I played. Every time when I played striker, um, you saw the goal. You had a had a dip. You weren't thinking, who can I lay it off to? Hmm, what can I do? Do I control it? You thought, oh, fuck, there's the goal. Bap! That was what you did because you knew that the goalkeeper would not be expecting it. This really obvious business of just making the goalkeeper be, he doesn't expect the fact that you're shooting because it's done so quickly. And if there's somebody following up with you, he's got the opportunity to tap it in. It's, it doesn't, it's so obvious. And yet everything is so laboured up front. You know, I mean, I, I have to say, I thought we'd lose horribly against Palace without Palmer and Sterling. And um, uh, it was their lack of industry that allowed us to, to to win it in the end. But I thought Mudrick, you know, I keep going on about he's the he once again, he he, conf, he confirms and, and conforms to my my um, statement that all you have to do is kick the ball vaguely in his direction and he'll get there first because he's the fastest player in the world. So if 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 they can somehow make that work, you know, I'm here, I'm making allowances and hoping it will work. You've and play him from the start and hope that he's a um that he can replicate those lovely passes that he had against Palace. Right, well, you've got that sorted. We get Palmer sorted, you get Sterling stop stopping being the most selfish ass in the world. Um, he actually provided lots of crosses in the Wolves game, as we'll talk about. Um, so you've got you think, well, all right, we could have a kind of patchwork of a team that won't get relegated but that's that's all i'm i'm it's mid table isn't it martin um you know the one the one i mean i've I've actually put it in 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 the in the running order not i'm not trying to be all kind of talk sport and controversial or anything just to piss jk off anyway i know he doesn't read the running order so it's pointless me putting it yeah exactly very wise of you jk frankly reading it now actually it makes you it makes you It makes him more spontaneous. Not that he never lacks that, but I was—I was, I said, "Is it time to cut Jackson some slack?" And the reason I say that, the one thought occurred to me, was the huge amount of support we gave to Timo Werner for a, a few seasons, who J.K. and I have described as, as as like a Jack Russell running after a balloon. I mean, but we kind of loved him. I, and I can't—I was talking to somebody about it in the pub afterwards. I was saying, "Did we only really love Timo Werner because he had a good song?" Or, yes. or, or what? Or what was it, Martin? <laughs> I suspect it may well have been the song. Okay, um, fair enough. I, I'm not. I'm not going to go down the route that certain other people on social media yeah, we'll have been taking regarding. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's leave. Sorry, let, get it right. Yeah, let, let's leave. Leave that one there. Um, Jack, I don't know about Jackson cutting any slack. If you miss chances at the rate that he has been. People are going to get frustrated. Mm. And this this idea that no one was pissed off with Timo Werner and Kai Havertz is a complete no, we, delusion. We, we were. I, I remember on the well, show... I was fucking furious at him. I remember him. I was at some of the games. Obviously, a lot of them were in lockdown. But when we came out of it and were allowed to go and they buggered around and Werner seemed to be born offside and Havertz's hold-up play wasn't what we expected it to be, people got pissed off. Yeah. So... No, I, I think we're holding Jackson to the same standards and the standards I'd like to think he would hold himself to if he is a professional footballer because, you, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if you score a hatcher against Spurs, I'm not going to have too much of a problem, but some of those sitters are just, no, nah, I mean, the, the one on against Palace where you could just see the ball not curling oh, back because uh, oh. right, I was right did you see, in line with Did you see Connor's it. face? No, I didn't see... I, I was... Um, 
online with it, and I'm just watching the flight of the ball. He's like, that's not coming back. He's missed it. He's missed it, and just going, oh fuck. And the guy, the guy beside me went ape shit, and then yeah, it was just a bit of a bit of a low. And then he, then the some guy who was supporting him and clapped over at us when the goal got the goal that got ruled out was originally happening. He's like, see that, see that. Yeah, but he still missed a fucking sitter, mate. You know, I'm just, it's just mm. I, I, I would like I, you know, he'll be cut some slack when he converts the numerous well, he, chances he gets. He still scored seven goals, which seems remarkable. Which but, is yeah. which is a lot of how the hell's that happened? I know, I, and yeah. he has to have done something right to get those goals. But yeah. I, I can't imagine what how many goals he would if he'd converted double even the fraction easily, of the easily double easily double yeah and yeah and it's just it's just frustrating so i don't think you can uh, you, you can blame people for that i think it's just no. human nature no, if you're gonna if you're gonna start going look at the stats every no, time no 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 we, we can't be doing that not on the chelsea no. fan cast no definitely not although we have been no. a bit statty this year i blame myself well, for that. well no in fairness i mean only because i've been laughing at the ones like we conceded 59 goals in the last calendar yeah, all, year we're bottom of the league for the last a lot of, year a lot of them have confirmed all this xg bollocks so it's yeah. everyone goes, oh, the xg's this the xg's that and we're just saying we can't score on a brothel the stats just confirm the eye test well indeed i think i think during the wolves game somebody i mean i don't want to get into it now but uh, just for the sake of a gag, somebody, uh, somebody somewhere posted that we top the league in missed chances this season, and I said, "There we go, thirty-six missed chances, top of the league." We're having a laugh in my notes, but there you go. Um, well, I remember um, tweet. I can't remember if I tweeted or put it in a WhatsApp group that um, the government were going to get Chelsea into Chelsea players into you know sort the industrial dispute because there's no fucking strikers. <laughs> Nice one, Martin. I mean, there's there's something at the back of my mind, J.K., uh, which is not a very pleasant place to be. It has to be said, but I do have a th- a thought at the back of my. What happens if 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 let's say Jackson ends the season? I mean, we're halfway through the season. <clears throat> he could conceivably, you know, even at the poor rate that he does score, end up with 15 goals, say this season, which is not a bad return, you know, for a striker playing his first. Uh, you know, first time in the Premier League. Maybe next season he goes on to be really, really good, and we'll be sitting here like a bunch of fucking idiots, having coated him off for a whole year. I mean, that's at the back of my mind. What you mean, playing for Norwich? <laughs> that high? Who knows? I, I mean, Dean Saunders' comment about him was was vitriolic. Imagine, I wouldn't yeah, expect, Dean Saunders is a wanker. Well, indeed, I wouldn't expect anything less. But he said, "This is why we have leagues one, two, and three. You know, for, for, players, <laughs> for players like Jackson. Poor old Jacko. Miss Jackson I, from I, now I'm, on. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I will defend anyone against that. Well, so would prick. I. So would I. So. Right? Quite right. Um, you know, look, I think, I think, I mean, we should mention uh, Madueki here. What, what did you think about? Uh, I mean, I actually thought he, it was a good little cameo from me. Clearly, he's got a bug up his ass, which is which is yeah. good because it means he's you know prepared to have a go. What did you think about him taking the penalty, J.K.? Because I was furious at the time because clearly it was Conor Gallagher's penalty because he's the designated penalty taker. We'd seen the penalty he took against Newcastle the week before, so he clearly knows how to take a pen. And I'm thinking, you selfish little fucking prick! And I actually shouted out, "You better fucking get this because there'll be trouble if you don't." Thought the pressure was was phenomenal actually well, fair play put it away yeah absolutely put it away brilliantly but i i expected it to be saved because i if, I, I i can't remember who did that some was it the fulham forward did that and got terribly well, ross uh, barkley did it very famously against valencia yes, for, he us, did it didn't for us didn't he, he? Yeah, yeah. hit the bar didn't yeah. he yeah 
flip I'll the just, bar. I, I just remember having this, uh, just a very loud, oh, fuck, when he stopped during his run-up. I thought, you, you are going to make a complete prick of yourself here. Yeah. And then he scored, so all was well and good. So let's not let's let's not think about alternative narratives. No, no, I mean, no. did all right. Yeah, we obviously had a point to prove because um, yeah. um, there was an interesting exchange between him and Pochettino at the end of the game when he went up and slapped him on the face um, rather. Who slapped who, pack. by the way? Pochettino. Okay, fair enough. I'm glad it was that the other way, way around. around. <laughs> I think he would have been uh, the security staff would have been uh, <laughs> been summoned by Pochettino. But there was a kind oh, no, of, I, of... I think if he'd have slapped an ex-Spurs manager, he'd have been called Popper Chels, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Um, but once again, he yes, it was a decent cameo. And yes, he clearly feels that he's been hard done by. I know he's been injured um, because he hasn't had a, a look in. But um, it, it's it's not it's not once again the stuff of an elite elite team in the top four. It's uh, it's like giving a go to a sub who's 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 got you out of the mire, but um, we're, we're going, he did okay, didn't he, really, if you think about it, because he, he 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 does fall over a lot, and he does, because it's left-footed and he cuts in all the time, you 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 know what he's going to be doing. He's not going to go around the full-back. He's not going to go... But he's quite direct. Right I like that. He's yeah. direct. He doesn't but fuck direct, about but and pass always, it backwards. It's, it's always coming in at the angle. There is yeah. the, that positive. He won't ever be passing it back. He's looking for one-twos and whatever. And he'll have but, a go. He'll have a shot, too. On side, yeah. yeah, yeah, but so, so the and, and also, if you remember last year, he played pretty well against Bournemouth, and we thought that he was, um, he was actually going to be a, mm. um, a permanent fixture, and then Frank dropped him for the next game, if I remember mm. rightly, which yeah. sent not many of Frank's, um, you know, choices made, I think, made I think it kind of it, it makes me conclude really that the, the you know, if you look at it overall, like I, I hate to use this wank word, but if you have a helicopter view of it, you know, what we really are is a is a team. Uh, uh, well, a bunch of individuals, possibly talented, but absolutely not a team. And I heard, I heard somebody talking about it on the radio. Somebody who's quite intelligent, saying that that we they, we we they don't seem to you know. I mean, somebody who really understands tactics, not like me, in other words. I think it was an ex-player saying you don't see any discernible pattern of play. You don't really have any idea what they're doing, and you see Pochettino either going spare on the touchline or just sat there with bug-eyed bewilderment because they clearly don't listen to what he's telling them to do and they're just winging it they're making it up on the cuff and that is the definition this is what how we used to play at school you know yeah. fuck what yeah. the manager says i'm just gonna do what i want to do yeah you know yeah. And, it, and it looks like that doesn't it yeah absolutely I, I think i said this a couple of weeks ago after the man you game they're just pissing around trying to get a kick um i don't think there's much of a pattern of play i and the, what's annoying is they haven't earned the right to play the way they're playing. They're not good enough to play that way. Not in the Premier League. Maybe at underage level, you can. Fine, you'll get away with it. Maybe at a Championship League 1 level. Fine, you'll get away with it. Premier League, you try that against certain teams and you have got the right to do it, you're going to get the shit knocked out of you. Yeah. And some of these flicks with the inside of the boot, and it's like, no, you just play a fucking simple pass. Stop dicking around with it. Establish the right to play the way you're playing by dominating possession and tiring them out. And then you might get somewhere. They're not doing that at present. And I can see why Pochettino's getting ex- alternates between exasperation and then just tossing it off and saying, you know what, fuck you, get on with it. Because it would drive me crackers. Similarly, the, the yellow cards for stupid things like descent, kicking the ball away. I mean, are they, are they just stupid? Well, they were told at the start of the season, Pogmol said, we are cracking down on descent. You will get booked if you kick the ball away. Yeah. You will get booked if you chat back the ref. 
Our lot seem to get booked for chatting about the ref, and then in one, I think it was Jackson last Sunday, keep doing it. And we're gonna get we're gonna get a player sent off for two yellows, both for dissent. And at that, any if if and when that happens, the player responsible should be fucking never playing for the team again, because it's selfish, it's self indulgent, and it's just stupid. Yeah. And they know they have been told repeatedly they will not get away with it, but they keep doing it. And this isn't just young players. Sterling's got done for diving a couple of times as well. We talk about why. Matt, Arsenal player didn't get done for it last night. That's another matter. Doesn't excuse our lot for doing it, and it needs they need to cut that because of those bookings we've got. We're top of the league for bookings as well, I believe. And it's like, how many of them are for dissent versus a foul? No, Martin, you're Jackson, spot on. Jackson just says what he feels like, doesn't he? Every single Jackson time. needs to he fucking to wander shut up his mouth. Referee. I'd, I'd like to know what he says that always offends them because he says something and immediately the yellow card is. Please send is me brand. off because I can't he handle it anymore. Be, he shouldn't be saying anything. That's the whole fucking point. You walk away. You've been told. They've been fucking told this. And if Jackson wasn't in the fucking meeting where it came out, then fucking get a recording well, of it. You know what? You also. You, I think. I think some of this needs to. You know, and sadly, this is not 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 necessarily a, a, a gripe at, at Connor, but it is. You're the captain, son. You get you get tell them to back the fuck off. You know, I'm the captain. I'll speak to the referee. Back the fuck off. That's what you have Re- to do. Reece should have been doing that as well. Well, but he wasn't. I, I don't think. Reece well, in fact, he was. He was one of the ones getting fucking yellow carded well, for quite. kicking the ball away. I don't think. Don't think Reece is cut out for captaincy temperamentally. Look. um... There's some very interesting things that I discovered, as one does, that after the first half of this season in the Premier League, uh, these are Chelsea's attacking stats. Uh, big chances missed, they're first. We know that. Big chances created, they're second. The wonderful, beautiful statistic that is XG, we're second. Accurate passes per game, we're third. We're, we're third in terms of teams that hit the woodwork. We're eighth in terms of goals scored. We're 11th in terms of goals conceded and shots per game. We're also 11th. Our defensive stats, recovery 7th, tackles 10th, interceptions 11th, clearances 14th, blocks 15th, aerial jewels 1, jewels 1, 15th. So it does bear out, you know, we can't score goals, but we're creating plenty of chances. And our defence has gone to shit, JK, like you were saying, you know. I mean, that's poor. That's mid-table written all over it defensively, isn't it? And we're crap at set pieces. Yeah, yeah, it is. Having said that... The one stat that's actually not too shabby at the moment, which has, I think, gone under the radar for us a little bit recently, um, I think we're actually, I think we're unbeaten at home now since we lost 2-0 to Brentford at the end of October. Let's just whiz down. We beat Blackburn in the Caribou. Uh, we drew against City. Uh, we beat Brighton in the in the Premier League. Uh, we beat Sheffield United at home in the league. Drew against Newcastle, won on penalties in the Caribou. And we've beaten Palace, so you know our home our home form, having been utterly shocking for a long time, is actually improving at the moment, which is good, isn't it? I mean, it's not bad, surely. The control of the game in most of those fixtures just hasn't been there, though. Mm. Well, I think the only exception I can think of for that is maybe Sheffield United. Yeah. But we we huffed and puffed there. I mean, Brighton was a sh- was manic, yeah. City manic, yeah. Um, Newcastle was just puffing and puffing until Trippier bailed us out and then we went, then we took took the shoot out on and we've had to dig it out again a couple of days ago. So we're we're winning games, good. Not controlling games though. Yeah. And there's only so long that you can continue on that road. Oh. You need to start getting control of games or and manning managing them too. I couldn't quite imagine I mean how many times have we given up leads in some of those games? 
Yeah, good question. I mean, look, I, I, I know I'm clutching at straws a bit, but, you know, you've got to start somewhere. And I'm just thinking that compared to how utterly abysmal our home form has been this year, I mean, we know that. We've been moaning about it for ages. I think at least that's something. Uh, the other side of the coin, of course, is the other side of the coin. And we'll be talking about that in a wee minute. Uh, but before we do, I got a message uh, from Mr. Jason Cundy himself just before we went on air. Um, largely because he's going to be in this uh, TNT Sports and Chelsea FC present. It's the thing that uh, TNT Sports do. I don't know if you've ever watched their program, The Football's On. Personally, I don't because it's Ian Stone presents it and he hates me for some reason. I've still not yet discovered why, uh, but apparently he does. But uh, so you, want, you want one of us to go on the show to ask him? Yeah. Well, I, I might actually text Jason back in a minute and say if because basically to, uh, let me let me get the plug out first. But yeah, Jason's the the main guest, but we've also got the uh, the only Chelsea supporter I know who's who's more grumpy than J.K. and that is Andy Jacobs. Uh, Finn Taylor, I've got no idea who he is, and of course he's, Ian. A, he's a comedian. I don't know what, what I don't know what link he's got with Chelsea, but I've seen him do current affairs stuff, and he's no reasonably, reasonably amusing. And Ian Stone himself, uh, who, who, as I said, weirdly, I actually like Stoney. Um, I, I hired him, or well, my wife hired him for a, a one of her works leaving dues, and and I, I, he was very good, and I used to see him a lot at Love Sport. I think maybe that's why he doesn't like me, because whenever I went on his show and he started slagging Chelsea off, I used to give it back with both barrels about Arsenal, so I can understand why he doesn't like me. But So an Arsenal fan's presenting a show about Chelsea. No, but he presents fuck. the main he presents the, the the show, which is the football's on. That's Yeah, the fucking thing. Jules Breach on there, she's bright and that could fucking well, balance I'm, it I, up. <laughs> I'm, you know what? Amazingly enough, Martin, I am not the producer. Anyway, Cundy texted me to say, uh, can you come? I said no, because I'm working that night, which is true. He said, can you just get the word out? They want people there. Thursday, January the 4th, Headliners Comedy Club in Chiswick, which is near Turnham Green. Doors open at 6. You can scan. I'm going to put this on our Twitter feed so you can see it. But uh, there's a scan for tickets. What do they call that thing, Martin? QR code? Yeah, that'll be the one. Yeah, they've got a QR code on there. Scan that. I don't know how much they cost or anything else. I'm very pleased you didn't ask me, Chidge. Why? Well, I, I, I didn't, didn't want to... Have known. Yes, I, I'm glad you noticed that I didn't, and I'm sorry for being presumptuous, but... No, no, you were correct. Yes, so there we go. Uh, January the 4th, next Thursday, Headliners Comedy Club in Chiswick. Scan the QR code for ticket details. Uh, but, uh, yeah. That way that, don't a lot of stand-up comics do a lot of their... Try out a lot of their material? Yeah, maybe. that gaff? Because, yeah. well, no, certainly around Chiswick. No, but... that's the tabard. Is that's it? The tabard. I think there's a couple around Chiswick as well. I seem to yeah. remember Daro Brian mentioned it. And Chiswick is near where TNT Studios are now. Is nowadays, it? oh, they moved. yeah, they because no, when when the when Warner Brothers Discovery bought out BT, rebranded it TNT, all the stuff that was in Stratford moved over to um, Chiswick. Right, I didn't know that. Um, I mean, I, I I caught one of these by accident. They did one at Brentford uh, the other week, but they did it in Brentford in the, in the in, in the one of the hospitality suites. And I was thinking. I wonder if they asked Chelsea to do that because they should probably pre try to fucking charge them. Oh, though. Well, that yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, insert your own joke slash slagging uh, as yeah. appropriate. So, sorry, I've just crashed the punchline. No, 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 you no, no. You 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 delivered it for me, Martin. Uh, Nathan on Mixler says that they're five quid, which is actually pretty reasonable for something like that. I would have thought. So, so there you go. Go along if you're local, if you can. Give Cundy a bit of support. 
uh, laugh at Andy Jacobs being miserable and uh, take the piss out of Ian Stone for being a gooner. Not that we can really... Well, we can after last night, which, of course, was joyous, wasn't it? North London has fallen. I loved it. Right, uh, we haven't fallen yet. We'll be back in a minute after this short break. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's match day problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels. Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast. I am Stamford Chidge, and uh, I'm joined as ever by the wonderful Jonathan Kidd. Hey! Also known as Ebenezer Scrooge. Bah! Chelsea bah! <laughs> and the delightful Martin Wickham, who's doing a fine job in cheering us up with his analysis. If, uh, I think if you, you know, that that was the bit we were talking about a game we won. Here's the fun bit now. Oh, God, <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, well, we, it is the preview show. Uh, and yet we, 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 you know, into part two, and we haven't had any yeah, preview yeah. yet. But uh, I mean, well, well, it's, it's, the amount it's more like a reflux show at the moment. With well, the well, of... re- reflux is a very good word, Martin, because of course the reason we're reviewing the Wolves match now is because Christmas got in the way, and I've been basically giving myself toxic shock since Monday. So uh, the last thing I needed was well, actually, you know what? Somebody said I think it was J.K. or might have even been you earlier. But by God, did this put me in a bloody foul mood on Christmas Day? You, you, you... I was. I was working on Christmas days. I was already cheesed yeah, off. Well, there you go. I mean, the only way, the only way I can really, if you, if you, if you ask me to sum up the game in in a matter of you know ten words or less, same shit, different day, better team, but hopeless up front. Because that's the point. I thought I thought we actually played pretty damn well. But can we? I mean, even by Chelsea standards, the criminality of their they're, they're missing, uh, you know, and failing to put the ball in the net was unbelievably stratospheric by their standards. Of course, JK highlighted 
by, well, I've said Sterling's criminal miss. I mean, there's no other way to put I mean, he, I thought he had a good game. I thought he played really, really well. I thought he, the interception... He made all the other chances we yeah. had. He made the goal, yeah. centred well. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's doing, he's, he's come up a notch, you know. I still don't think he'd get into past teams that we've had. He'd be a decent sub, but nonetheless, he's, he's, uh, he's pulling his weight. But, um, you know, he mustn't get suspended like an idiot as he as he did in that game and he mustn't do what he did um when because we were all over them for 20 minutes we appear to have this ability with all these really crap teams that are below us well not even below us because they're not they're probably above us but um teams that um, aren't as skillful as we are um to spend the first 20 minutes completely all over them and in that period we should really be three up but because we can't score the first goal or if we do score the first goal we can't score another one and we for some reason they just tweak it and let them back in the game um uh, mostly because they've been I don't know what's been happening in the first half second half they do a simple bit of changing the midfield round and suddenly we all panic and the ball we, we don't know what to do and Pochettino starts tearing his hair out um in his mac in his little mac have you noticed he's now wearing a little mac with the bottom two called. buttons undone is that a style yes. thing yeah, but it sort of w- makes it waggle like a skirt, doesn't it, really? I think I always think if he wore a pork pie hat, he could either be Monsieur Hulot or, or Inspector Clouseau, one of the two. Um, they're, sorry, they're two very old comedic uh, um, French comedians, one of whom wasn't because it was Peter Sellers. But um, uh, yes, um, uh, it, for 20 minutes, and then um, he had the opportunity, obviously, just to square the ball to Palmer, uh, and it, then it would have been 1-0, and we'd have deserved it, and it would have been a completely different game. And um, uh, he just unbelievably selfishly uh, went on his own. And um, I, I, I find it... I don't know how you live in the dressing room after that. I don't know what happens when you're the senior player, uh, other than Silver, and you you are so unbearably selfish... And uh, you're not thinking about the team in the slightest. And uh, I don't know what he thought. He just uh, what was going through, the the ego, the the selfishness, the. Uh, Did he but, perhaps uh, think the other two were offside? Well, no, no. Jackson, Jackson was. Jackson Palmer was. Palmer, was, Palmer was. wasn't. But also, yeah. but also, you're you're a decent enough play. You just lay the ball forward, don't you? And they well, run on. You you, you say not... you say this. I spoke to Kerry about it after the game. And I saw Tommy Langley on uh, on on when what was it Wednesday, which was lovely. And I asked them both this, but Kerry Kerry said, "Well, mate, if that was me, I'd have I wouldn't have passed it." I said, "Yeah, but the difference is, Kerry, you would have fucking scored it." And he it's, said, he "Yeah," would, he said, yeah. "Good point, mate. Good point." And I said the same to Tommy, and he agreed with Kerry. He said, "Yeah, if it was Kerry, he wouldn't have passed it, but he would have scored." He said, "I would have passed it because I was much more." Like that, as, as you, and, and I remember, and as you Altruistic will, as a player, yes. he was he was unselfish yes. as a striker. In other words, you, yes. the complaint we used to have about Tommy was he wasn't selfish enough. But you, yes. you can't win sometimes. But I mean, I'm sorry, but in the state that we're in, and the state that that game was in, it was yes. criminal that he didn't pass, absolutely, or not yes. score. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, what annoyed me was he just he didn't even attempt to make a move to faint faint to try and deceive the keeper he just kept going straight on and made it easy for him to well, yeah. relatively easy to make the save yeah. he was going to shoot across him he didn't try and you know fake to move left or right see if he could get around the keeper and give himself an open open goal he just ploughed straight on it was very disappointing and very frustrating I just seem to re- I seem to recall about 40 minutes in to the game I just said you, you know what's going to happen now don't you 
and um, that's exactly what happened. They were going to take the first chance they got, and oh. that's exactly what happened. And we're not just going to you know, dig out Sterling for this as well. Jackson went through and threw on goal and stopped. The least, um, yeah, I think three it, times. He had one issue yeah. where I think he tried to control the ball with his wrong foot. I seem to think Brozier had a bit of a moment Brozier when he was hopeless. He would, hopeless. Again, he's not. He just. They all seem to be devoid of confidence at the same time. They all have this habit of trying to cut inside every single time. And time they do that, the defenders have got back, and that's the end of the chance. I know. I mean, it, it re- trouble, poor old, poor old Brozier isn't isn't exhibiting any of the. The, uh, the prowess he, he exhibited for Southampton when he was really pacey and could really out... Um, he could out-muscle many centre-halves. We're not seeing any of that. He's I, think he's, I think he's stronger terrible. than... I think he's stronger than Jackson. And he, yes, he does he okay is. He does he okay holding the ball up, but that's about it. We're not he's seeing much skill from him otherwise. Well, we? We're not going to. He's... he's He's a bulldozer, he, isn't he's he? Always been bulldozer. That, he's always been that type of player. I don't, yeah. I don't know what you, I don't know what people were expecting, but again, he's one. Of, he's a player who needs time, and because of everything that's going on, he's not going to get that time. Mm. In fact, as he's another who would be hate using this quote, but pure profit if an offer, if a suitable offer did come in. Yeah, well, let's like well as you know, I've written my latest CFC UK article broadly about that. Um, I mean, it, you know, it, it was so frustrating. I mean, we should have been 3-0 up at half-time. We ended up losing 2-1. I mean, the one bright note about it, I thought, was uh, was actually Nkunku's goal. Because, you know, as I think... I mean, I don't know if you've bothered to read my notes about the game. You should do, because they're quite funny. I was absolutely doing my Swede writing it all during the game. But uh, if there's one there about my kind of sum-up of the game, Martin, which cannot re- be repeated on air because of the amount of Fs and Cs that were dropped and aimed at the owners. But um, anyway, the one highlight of the match for me was Nkunku's goal because actually, in stark contrast to Sterling and Brozier and, uh, and Jackson, he actually looked like he knew what he was doing. I mean, it was a really good header. He was in the right position and he... You know, he didn't just like let the ball hit his head and see what happened. He actually glanced it into the corner where the goalkeeper wasn't. And I was thinking, when was the last time we saw a goal like that by a Chelsea player? You know, we'll it was see, astonishing. We'll, we'll, soon, we'll soon coach that out of him. <laughs> That's what worries me. James. I seem, I seem to recall when Aubameyang started, we thought, fucking hell, that's what a proper striker yeah, does. I know. And then he went, he dissolved into shit within about six games. So yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's, it's quite frightening. Um, I mean, the other thing, we kind of mentioned this earlier on, but I thought the discipline, JK, now you're the one with the, the refs' qualifications, their discipline during that match was shocking. I mean, you know, uh, Palmer got booked for kicking the ball away. Uh, I think uh, Gusto got booked for some sort of descent-related thing. Jackson got another... I mean, they, you know, they, they were chucking the yellow cards around like confetti. And I just thought, again, like we were saying earlier on, this is really not on. I get you're frustrated. Bloody hell, we're frustrated. But you don't, you don't do that, you know. Hang on, I'm just kind of see who got booked here. Let me see if I can. I think Sterling got booked for kicking the ball away as diving. well. Well, diving. oh, that's right, he got dived. Yeah, and, and sub- subsequently been seen to be not actually necessarily a dive, by the way. Um, or put it this way, somebody in the Arsenal West Ham match. Saka dived last night. Yeah, they got away with it. Right. I think Son dived as well in the Spurs game. Here we go. Sterling, Jackson, Palmer, Gallagher, Gusto, and Bettinelli, who was on the bench. He, what did he get booked for? Descent. Oh, I know. He's obviously, he's the, obviously is, is the, is the fourth officials are now sneaks, aren't they? Grasses, the, mate. Nobody well, likes they have to, 
They've been told that the, this is what the players, the coaches, they have all been told. If you trap off at the fourth official, when when we're cracking down on it, you're going to get booked. Yeah. Pochettino's yeah. already served a one-game ban for repeated yellow cards in the technical area. One of the the coach who looks like Mike from the young ones, he got sent to the dugout on one occasion. He's been sent off on one occasion. So it's permeating the entire team. He got so, booked again, um, uh, Poch. In, in the Palace game, he got booked yeah, again. He did, someone someone he? did. I wasn't sure if it was Potch or one no, of the coaches. No, it was Potch. It was but... Potch because he was yeah. saying, me, what did I do? And apparently it's because he left the... Uh, uh, he walked down the, a, way, a long way away from the from the box that they're supposed to stay in, from the, uh, the yeah, area, well, then... managerial area. But to be fair to him, the um, uh, Lewington was doing... That wasn't Lewington. It was Lewington's assistant because... They, they Lewington is the assistant. That, it, no, no, it, but it was Lewington's assistant. Lewington is the assistant, but he has an assistant. Because Christ, it's almost American, an assistant. It, it is assistant. because the reason being is that um, Woy doesn't get up at all in the game. He's not, he can't. It so, takes him half an hour. No, exactly. I know the feeling. Exactly. Plus, so, he's, so a, plus he's an hour, fans... so his head can go 360 degrees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Until he falls the asleep. Ray, so Ray stands on the edge of the area, and the, the person who would be doing the um, the potch sequences is the is the other coach who wanders off and he he wandered out of the box and what happened was when potch was booked potch then pointed at the the coach having uh, um the other coach having gone and said why is he not being booked and that was ignored which was a very good point because he had grassing as well so uh, yeah because somebody had told on him so um but it, yeah they seem to be really really um um finding every opportunity to to throw yellow cards around for dissent appears to be the main thing but I, I don't think it's enough i think the problem is is as well is is this whole business of refs making decisions based on um uh, the, the on what i don't know what it is it's like this this bloke wasn't he what was his name salisbury the new referee who took the red card out by mistake and almost uh, gave the palace center half a heart attack and then he all laughed about it um he um he he was about five yards away from when by was 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 decked for the uh, for the penalty and did that thing of the refs thing of of waving his hands in front of him to say no penalty no penalty when he was the only person in the ground who hadn't seen that um, Mudweki had been smashed to the ground in the penalty area and considering he was five yards away I don't quite know how we made that decision and then we had the ludicrous business of whatever it was two and a half minutes before. Um, Palace headed the ball out for uh, uh, for a goal kick. Our end, and what would have happened if they'd scored? All mayhem would have would have would have. No, it been... would have been it would have been carnage. It would have but been what, funny what, because course, we would should... have benefited. But we would have benefited. But what I should happen, carnage. of course, is what they do once again. I will mention this in Europe, which is that the 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 fourth official has the fourth official the uh, the VAR official has the ability to say to the referee, "It's a penalty." And the referee then stops the game and gives the penalty rather than having to go through the ridiculous charade of him. Well, he played it about 20 times, didn't he? I mean, I came back and watched it after the game. Um, uh, and it, we could all see it from the stand, from everywhere that he'd been chopped down in the penalty area. What, what he was looking at, was, he, was it that, that was it, it was his ease, was it easy? Had, what did he do? He, he, did he think he just stepped over him or something? He kicked him. Oh, God. But... Um, uh, yeah, so I, I find that I think because the referees are under so much pressure because of the VAR, I think they they snap at anything. So you're going to get yellow cards for um, for for diving when it's not the this ridiculous ridiculous business now of this. It's been in, in place for ages of not having um, 
retrospective analysis of uh, of yellow cards, um, uh, uh, even during the game by VAR. I don't understand why that law is in place. Is that because they're still trying to give power to the referees, but they get it wrong? Referees always get these things wrong. And all it would need is the moment of VAR to say, no, it was a foul. No, he didn't dive. No, actually, it wasn't a yellow card. And then we avoid any of this. Uh, but And also it avoids them, I don't know, being in bad moods or just thinking, there's another yellow card for you. There's another yellow card for you. I, I just think they're in a permanent state of stress, the refs. This is why they flash everything all over the place. And they is this want an to IFAB, Is this an IFAB think... thing, though, rather than Pogmore? Hasn't um, that come down from IFAB about not yes, being able to yes. retrospectively check yellow yeah. second bookings and yellow yeah. cards? But it, it's it's ridiculous, it's, as is the business of the goalkeeper obviously kick, hitting the ball, saving the ball, and, and it goes out for a corner and the referee gives a goal kick. Why can they not consult I know. I mean, that's VAR? Just... Ridiculous, isn't it? Well, sim- well similarly, the um, <laughs> the thing with Arsenal last night—if you just ex- extend the goal line tech to include the dead ball line—that eradicates that problem straight away. Um, the other thing, the other thing that was grim about this match, of course, J.K. was that it was not the Santa it, hats, was it? N- oh well, yeah. Actually, let me have a strop on about that, Martin. Thank you. Um, yes, I, 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 I'm going to ask you first, though. Do you know? Who who was responsible for giving out those Santa hats? Oh God! I honestly don't know. No. I assume there was. Uh, I assume it's something similar nonsense to when they gave out a load of scarves when we got knocked out the well, cup at Evan a few years back. I'm sorry, but you know, if if it was, it would. I can't believe it would be, would have been anybody but the club. And I mean, I think that's you know, giving out a, a fucking Santa hat to a game which should never have been played on Christmas Eve at that time is i mean i just the stupidity the the deaf the tone deafness fucking is is astounding it's astounding the the club thought it was an honor the club are a bunch of fucking pricks they thought it was an honor for us to be on on christmas eve because we've been chosen they didn't think in terms of what i was thinking was somebody at at sky has thought well, Chelsea aren't very good. We'll have a game on our well, hands. Well, it's mid-table. Because... To be honoured yeah. to be chosen is mid-table yeah. thinking. Absolutely. Also, thinking. Also, it was, it was they also were the hoping ge- Wolves would win. It was they also geographically the most. It was also geographically the one they could get away with because there was no London yeah. derbies on that day. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think I, I don't think it was so much we were there for the taking. It was just we were the most convenient game to move. But the club didn't push back on it and say, "What the hell are you doing?" No. They went along with it, and you know. It's all money it just, for them, it isn't just, it? They don't care. Players probably don't care because it means they get Christmas Day off because they're not training. Um, but it just looks like they've acquiesced to it. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I don't think it you know, gave the right impression, especially when, you know, a lot I'd of people... I'd have fucking burnt mine if I'd have been there. I'd have, I'd have been tempted to throw mm. it on the pitch. Fuck you. Um, mm. Anyway, look, let, let, let me rant about the thing I was going to rant about, which is the defensive uh, errors again. You know, nobody picking up uh, somebody in the box from a corner, easy header, and Badia Shield, JK, again, fucking passing it to somebody. What the fuck? I mean, well, the, oh, the, I don't, words fail me, mate. The, the trouble is there are, there are so many obvious errors being made, aren't there? There are so many, there are so many, I mean, so many things that we, you take for granted won't happen with teams that are drilled, that are 
once again elite that are top four. We haven't seen any of this. We're not elite, this though. Is, we're, not sorry, an elite, we're not an elite team. No, 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 I, I know, yeah. but, but th th that's what I'm saying is is we, we've been used to that thing never happening or rarely happening. Remember when Jorginho did it against Arsenal and I called him the C-word? Because it rarely, <laughs> it rarely ever happened. Well deserved, mate. Well deserved. It was, but it fair. rarely it, ever It amazed me that it took you that long, really. But, that long, you know. uh, whereas now, it's kind of, you think, well, Silva's fallen over again. Um, Desazi's been caught. They've tried to play out and he's the fourth one to get the ball in the corner and he's passed to the opposition. So, uh, you know, so it just goes, it, it just, it, it's... It's error after error after error. And we're so, we're getting used to that now, but we shouldn't because I, I really did. I watch them now and I think of the second division every time I watch them. It's like watching watching them when they finished low down in the second division. They make so many mistakes. They can't score. They can't defend. The one saving grace is Petrovic, who I think is the real deal, actually. And how remiss of us not to have mentioned him at all. And, in, in, you know, we've been going for about an hour and we haven't because I thought, yeah. I mean, he has yeah. done everything that's been asked of him. He made some lovely saves yeah. against Palace uh, yeah. and against Wolves. I, I mean, I, I, I'm liking what I see with him, Martin. And, he, and he, he looks like he's not got two left feet, which is also important these days. I think I don't want to get too... Praise happy with him just yet for the simple reason the teams we've played against don't push up. So when we beat Sheffield United, they didn't push up. He had loads of time on the ball. Newcastle, it's not really the thing they do. So Crystal Palace were very disappointing. I thought they would pressure him a bit more. So he had a lot more time on the ball. But what I've noticed more, and this may be because there's no one pressing up, so I don't know if it's if it's the way he always plays or if it's a you know, reacting to the moment, but he's not afraid to kick it long. No. And there seemed to be this thing where they were wedded to playing short, even though there were two opposing players against two defenders and were still trying to play through. He just would. And at one point he was seen to be just put telling the defenders to fuck off back up the pitch and just get ready because he was going to kick it long. So if he's more authoritative, then I'm not, I'm certainly not going to complain about that. And I will have a lot of egg on my face if he is a success because not on here, but in the pub, I, was very dismissive of his signing um, and made some very sweeping and derogatory statements about the MLS. So if it works out, I am going to have an omelette's worth of egg on my face. But he is, but he is the the uh, goalkeeper for Serbia. Yeah, I. But he he came from was it. Uh, yeah, he was playing the, the MLS. Yeah, he, yeah, but yeah. I just, I, I just at the time, I think the team that were top of the league in the MLS were marshaled in defence by Matt Miazga. Oh so I wasn't exactly, exactly that. So I, I'm sure I'm, he I, should have been called Matt Miasma. It would have been more he, appropriate, he, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, so that, that, hence I wasn't too, um, you know, hopeful about signing a player from the MLS and him being talented, the best in that in his position in that division. And of course, the fact that, you know, the best player in the MLS is a bloke who is wearing flip-flop sunglasses and a sun hat while playing for Inter Miami. Yeah. Talking about Lionel Messi here. And he's still, so, better, uh, he's still better than everybody exactly. dressed in that, I know. But... He, he, he could be wearing tourist garb and still out playing these, some of these defenders. But, you know, speaking of what I've seen that's play for Chelsea, he hasn't made any mistakes and I think the the thing with Sanchez was the minute he dropped that bollock against Arsenal um, any confidence I had in him cer certainly with the ball at his feet eroded and I sus I don't can only speak for myself but I wonder if that's the same for anyone else that the minute he dropped that bollock it was almost every time he got the ball that you flashed back to that 
And here we I, I, I feel I feel more comfortable with Petrovic in goal than Sanchez. When Sanchez in goal, I think there's a there's an error in there. He's a I think he's a great shot stopper, but I think there's a there's a fumble at a corner or a or a two left feet scenario all the time. I haven't felt that. I felt I mean the fact that we haven't talked about him in a way is 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 kind of says it all because actually bless their hearts you very rarely talk about keepers unless they make an absolute horlicks. I feel comfortable with him in goal, J. Card. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 hasn't been responsible for any of the goals that have been scored against us. He's it might be because they've been so easy to be scored because there's been no son of a defender on every instance. But yeah. um, um, can I just say um, we didn't speak about uh, Alfie Gilchrist, of course. Well, we we mentioned um, him in dispatches. Yeah, but but um, uh, um, I I loved his energy, but um. Once again, it, it reminded me of somebody coming on in the second division, and we're us going, <laughs> "Look at him! He's good. He puts it about a lot, and he ah, 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 rather than." Uh, um, well, he only had a couple of minutes. Didn't I know. Really? I'm being very unfair. No, but he looked good, and he put a lot of it, and he pointed a lot. I've never known anybody point as much as him. He but pointed. this is the thing, J.K. These kids out of the academy, they all do that. They they have presence. They come on and they do that because that's what they've grown up with until it gets kind of beaten out of them somehow by playing them, yeah. for this team. Yeah. Because none yeah. of the fuckers who, be, who we bought do that. None of them. None of them. Not one. Anyway. I thought you made a very good point early on about them um, uh, being able to play individually in a youth setup, And I think that's exactly what we're seeing. We're seeing a lot, lot of people who were stars in youth sides and then played reasonably well in first teams and uh, and haven't been given well it's too early for them um to have got used to playing in a team properly mm. and, um it's that kind of just of... i'm sure they all look fantastic in training when they don't have to actually play yeah. any other any other yeah. players you know I'm and sure i think they score all, worldly after worldly yeah. scored in training but, i bet you. and then then they have to play against a team and yeah. and they go oh fuck now what you know, because yeah. you know it's it's not as easy. I don't know. Anyway, bottom line is, it. it I, I I mean, I, I like many were. I think it might have had something to do with the fact it was Christmas as well. But it was, I, I might one of my one of my uh, sum ups. I wrote more sum ups than I did notes. I think. But anyway, terrible, terrible result. Two awful mistakes to concede two goals and chance after chance spurned due to utter incompetence and so fucking predictable. I mean that. If if you ever wanted a summary of that Wolves game. That's it. And the upshot of it all, of course, was that is the fourth consecutive away league game that we've lost, which is the first time since uh, uh, 2000, the year 2000, I believe, uh, which is, you know, as I said, our home form's improving and our away form's gone you know, the way of the pair. The other thing, Martin, which I think is interesting, was the opprobrium that was heaped upon all and sunder uh, by some people on, on X that, whose opinion I value. Uh, and guess where they're all blaming the uh, blaming all? I mean, Spy says lack of strength physically and mentally, spineless. Don't blame individual players, blame recruitment. Uh, True Blue Terry. Uh, the blame for this rests fairly and squarely on the owners. They define the policies which are then implemented by average directors of football. This manager and any successor are left with a bunch of misfits and no hopers. Merry Christmas. 
Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if I know. I probably do, but don't if you see what I mean. CFC 1905, Andy. There's so much wrong with this team. The formation, the tactics, the lack of discipline, lack of a natural leader, the lack of quality both in defence and in attack, the poor passing, ball control and decision making. Have I left anything out? Well, I, I, at this point, Andy, I would nearly say, JK, has he left anything out? But actually, that sounds like JK wrote it, to be fair. So, um, this is really worrying. Alan Upper, Alan underscore Upper, who known for a long time, is a very bright, savvy bloke. This is on the owners. From sacking Tuchel for Potter to signing a load of unproven young players on long contracts, the club really is broken, and financially this will become apparent pretty soon as the allowed spend dries up. Sacking the manager won't change that. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Um, this is quite funny from uh, from Andy again. Thank fuck these American savants came in and saved us from all that ineptitude behind the scenes they were shocked to discover, A, which I, I, I really quite like that. Um like Kenny's points on here should be said as well because well, they were a... absolutely brilliant at the time yeah well I'm going to they're the last I'm going to read the problem oh, Ke- no that's no, alright no no because you didn't remind me but you did if you see what I mean right uh, there's so many I could be sitting here for half an hour reading all this I, I won't I promise but Kenny Rice the lovely Kenny Rice the problem with these owners is they refused to learn they didn't want to learn what worked and what didn't they cleared everything and everyone out from a not perfect but pretty successful football club because they thought they knew best well fucking done, lads. And Kenny also says, no doubt Todd Bowley and Egg Bowley will be taking their kids' sons into the dressing room after the game to show them they own a football club. Good for you, lads. You run the worst-run top-flight club in Europe. Well done, Kenny, is my riposte yeah, to that. And we, can, and we can say that now that Jim Radcliffe has bought 25% of Man U. Well, indeed. I mean, we could have had him, of course. Uh, but well, he was a bit of. A, I'm not, not so sure on him either. But um, he came yeah. in too late. Well, he, he's literally just. He came in very late, and then when he was trying to bid for Man U, he just seemed to probably just use the same takeover documents and change the team names. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, if he's involved and he actually does make changes on the footballing side, then we do become the worst run top flight club in Europe because mm-hmm. Man U will have got above us in that respect. Well, apparently Egg Bowley is 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 more in. Well, we said this the other week, but according to media reports, Egg Bowley is more involved with the running of it now than Todd Bowley is. Apparently, yeah. Well, Todd Todd Bowley was pretty apparent and was only ever a front man. I mean, Egg Bowley was talking at um, investors' conference as well before the spring came out with all that shite about the um, deficiencies they were shocked to learn about yeah. that they needed to change that um, one of these posters um, reference and I agree with pretty much all of them they're all saying the same thing they're all land the blame in the same place and that is where it needs to go my question is why are media giving him a free pass well, I, well, I, I think I, my theory is access that, well access plus um, these fuckwits drive will drive the January transfer window because it will be, oh, who are Chelsea going to buy now? Who are Chelsea thinking about buying now? They will be the main uh, clipbait um, providers for these for these companies because they're so clueless. So rather than saying, what the fuck are they doing? They're, they're not running this club properly. They're making a shitload of mistakes. They don't know what they're doing. They shouldn't be here. It's like, yeah, carry on, lads, carry on. Mm-hmm. Keep doing what you're doing. That way we can make money off of um, click-throughs on all your stupid ideas. Well, so see, secretly they love it. They have no interest in what Chelsea no, fans they love think the about drama. it. It's just, it's just yeah, they love the drama. They pretty much seem to be a one a one club transfer window rumor mill, and that is what will happen. You'll see all those things where 
you know, who are Chelsea thinking about in the January window? They've probably started with the articles already to try and drive traffic. So they love it. And yeah. we're the ones, we're, we're just the paying fucking punters that are left. Well, we're paying. Support this fucking mess. We're paying for their mistakes emotionally and probably soon to be financially. That's the reality if, of where we well, are. If that's the, the rumor I read today, it yeah. comes true. Well, it wouldn't shock me if that's what happens. Well, indeed. Um, but they won't, nothing will be said about that. It's quite interesting. There was a, there's an article in The Guardian about Bowley written earlier in the week. It's by John Bruin, who's a professional miserableist anyway. But he was just talking about how he's basically withdrawn. It seems to be written more for an American audience, so it wasn't, wasn't as critical as I would have liked well, it to the be. the runes I'm getting that, that Egg Bowley is more involved than Todd Bowley. Yeah, that's well, that's mm-hmm. that's. I think it's been that way the whole time. He just seemed to make all the public pronouncements. I, I, I don't. I don't think. I think we need. And I've d- done this in my uh, my CFC UK piece today. I'm I'm no longer referring to, you know, Ted Bobley or Egg Bowley, but I'm not referring. I'm I'm just I'm putting it always as Clear Lake. Yeah, I think that's correct because we don't have an owner in terms of a person. We have a consortium of fucking hedge fund financiers and investors. It's Clear Lake. That's what we're dealing with. We're not dealing with an individual or a personality. Got one more thing here from Chelsea HQ or Chelsea HQ's lovely bloke on Twitter. Those owners, these owners deserve an award for destroying everything good about this club in record time just because they didn't want anyone associated with the previous regime at the club anymore. I think the point of me reading all of these things out is what is interesting is people are beginning are beginning to grasp this nettle and B, they're not chucking the shit at Pochettino. I mean, I know that you've got quite a lot of people on X who are doing that, but they are invariably Muppets. Most of the kind of sentient Chelsea supporters know exactly where the blame for this lies, and they're now coming out a lot and pointing that finger, Martin. Now, I know you and I have been, you know, had our knickers and a twist about it from day one, but it's interesting, I think, to see how these things move, and I think that's exactly where it's moving. People have grasped it. Good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's it's good to see that um, people are. I don't want to say thinking like I do because that's a little bit of a. a I could I couldn't quite possibly do that, but um, yeah, it, well, it's obvious uh, to to me. It's obvious. I'm glad everyone's catching up, and I think people are realising as well that we've, had, you know, we've we, we've all had that one mate who's gone through multiple fucking relationships and friendships, and they've all blown out and burnt out and what have you, and eventually you just start thinking. Maybe you're the problem. Yeah. And in this case, you've gone through. Well, they right. So when they when they took over, you had a Champions League winning manager, Thomas Tuchel, sacked him, couldn't get on with him. They brought in a young, unproven but promising manager, Graham Potter. Said they were standing by him in a long term project. Pressure got on top, sacked him, gone. Next up was a um, Bruno Saltor because someone had a fucking high temperature or something. I don't know what was going on there. He lost one game. Then they bring in a Frank Lampard seemingly purely for vibes. And then he's gone at the end of his term. Now they've brought in almost someone who's between Tuchel and um, Potter in that he's got European a lot more experience, not as many trophies, but a good record of working with young players. And we've still got the same problems. So maybe the problem isn't the managers. And even if you do get rid of Pochettino, no, whoever you bring in is probably not, gonna have, not going to um, make a blind bit of difference. Mainly because the ones you'd want to go for will take one look at the project and go, fuck that for a game of soldiers and swerve it. Where they do talk amongst themselves. They do compare notes. 
I'm fairly convinced that if they were to approach another manager now, even if they were out of work... Can I, can I qualify that? Can I qualify oh. that? If they were to approach an elite manager, and whether we like it or not, I would include Poch in that category. I mean, he's managed a lot in the Champions League. He got a, a crap Tottenham, Spur, Tottenham Hotspur side to the final. That is no mean achievement. You know, and PSG are, are among the elite of clubs, whether we like it or not. He's an elite manager. I don't think we, we have got a cat in hell chance of attracting an elite manager to this club now. I think the second tier below the second tier of managers below that would probably have reservations too. No, oh, bloody hell, it's that bad, is it? JK, I you. So. I don't think there's a. Um, uh, I don't think one can reasonably say that it's Pochettino's fault because the players are playing so badly that um, it, it almost excuses him. You know, if 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 they weren't very good in the first place, um, you you could almost say. Um, uh, well, they're, they're you know they he he's managed to not make them into a team, but the fact that that some of them are so absolutely abject, and you can see that he he's clueless as to what to do with that, I really think exonerates him, uh, I, because it it doesn't seem as we said earlier, I I I don't think I don't think they play according to what he he asks for. Um, I, I mean you you know what what would you what do you do when you're given a player? Uh, like Jackson, who um, was possibly better, but is now absolutely dreadful. That's out of your hands. That's not your fault because they are getting into positions to score. He just can't do it. And you haven't got anybody else to bring on. So um, it, that's not really the manager's fault. That's The, the that's other thing I would add to that. Yeah, I know? agree, mate. I, and the other thing I would add to that, of course, is that I do think he has been handicapped by a lot of injuries. I mean, I know Nathan's just put on here, and I agree with him. Why is he picking four centre backs every match? Well, because he doesn't have any full backs that are fit. Yeah, yeah. you know. So I think well, I, he could play. He could play Matson, but he doesn't. But he want doesn't. To. I, I don't. I, and I. I have and he to. Didn't, he didn't cover himself in glory on Wednesday either. I, no, I, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. I mean, no. you know, I think I think Matson again. He's like so many of the players that we bought. He's he's got potential, but that's it. You know, and the, and the thing about Matson is, you probably have to play him in his correct position for twenty games to see if he's actually you know good enough you know I don't think it's any help to Matson to come on and play in different positions one week and then not play you know I could do you, see do you think sorry to interrupt you, right. do you also maybe think that what it didn't help him was knowing he he's effectively playing with a fucking for sale sign around his well, head I don't think that because helps he was, either yeah because he was pretty much down the road to Burnley didn't want to go because he thought well if they get relegated I'm fucked yeah so he decided to stay put now Connor is playing with the same sign around his neck, but he seems to have thrived, even if it, even if it still means he will get probably get moved on at the first decent offer, whether we like it or not. Matson doesn't seem to have thrived from that. This happening to him. So well, maybe... I think that's a question of personality and mentality. Yeah. And uh, you know, if if there's, you know, I. I... I heard I heard Sam God, we're really going off on one tonight. I love it. Um we will get to part three eventually, people. Just bear with us. Um, oh, fuck there's a game, isn't there? Yeah, I know we've got to talk about it. a game. But uh, oh, no. Sam Matterface was really good on this on he sounded like one of us on, on Talk Sport the other day. He he was well, he's a Chelsea fan, isn't no, he? No, he is a Chelsea fan, yeah, no. but he's really yeah. fucked off about it. And he was saying, Stop this fucking you know, saying, Oh well, Connor wouldn't have got into any of our great sides of the past. No, you're right, Sam, he wouldn't have got into any of our great sides. But we're talking about Chelsea now, and he's heads and shoulders above everybody else at the fucking club at the moment, statistically and in every other way you want to work it. And you need players like him to create a good team. But most of all, you need somebody with that mentality. 
which is to never give up, never say die, always be trying to win, giving everything for the fucking club and the shirt. You know, there's nobody at the club who is like him at the moment. And if that is the sign of somebody who will make it, that for me is it. You know, if you, if you're saying, well, can he improve technically? Yes, blah blah blah, all these things. What he what he has got is something that very few players have. Only the top players have this. It's that tenacity and strength of character and mentality to succeed. And Frank Lampard had it. Frank was a pile of shit in his first season at Chelsea Club Football Club. I know because I was fucking there, and I used to call him Frank Lampos because his movement was so abject. Yeah, but I was he, about to make yeah. the Lampard comparison under Ranieri. Exactly. Yeah. He, but he worked and worked and worked and worked and wanted it and wanted it and wanted it and wanted it. And I think I'm not saying that Connor will end up being as good as Frank because Frank maybe was a a one off. But I think it's that mentality which will determine whether you are successful in this game or not. And he has got it. And maybe Matson hasn't. Maybe that's that's the difference. But there we About go. Driving standards as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. then there needs to be cult, culture carriers, if you like. So I don't want to use a corporate wank word here, but you, that's what you need in a team. And who did Frank and learn if, off? We Jam- the likes of well, Dennis Wise, Jim Franco uh, yeah. Zola. Franco, you know. Franco would always be yeah. the last off the training pitch until Frank arrived, and Frank would stay with him, learning how to take free kicks. You know, yeah, so Jake, Jake, yeah. JT was learning off the side at Absolutely. the same time. Absolutely, this is how you, you run a football you, club. You need coach carriers. Yeah. They thrive when they came in because there was experience to fall back on. When Lampard tried it in his first season, bringing the likes of Mount Abraham, James, Tamori, where he threw, there was experience there. Yeah. This time you're bringing a lot of young players through, but you've removed the experienced players. Yeah. So there's no no there's nothing to fall back on, with the exception of Thiago Silva and maybe Sterling. And even them as the most experienced players haven't really experienced that much adversity in their club careers. No, when no. has Raheem Sterling played in a relegation threatened side? He's played for Liverpool when they went for a title, when Man City when they were winning titles. Thiago Silva's played at PSG, AC, AC Milan, Porto. He's known, nothing, I would have thought, nothing but success. Yeah. There's no reference point for being stuck in mid-table, even amongst the experienced players. So how are they going to learn to no. get, get themselves out of it? Indeed. Right. Uh I've mentioned my uh, article for CFC UK, which I wrote this afternoon on on, on the Connor conundrum. Uh, it's a good reminder that uh, you'll be able to go and purchase it if you can make the next match, which of course will be Preston at home. I believe. Well, it's the next home match, I should say. Preston at home in the cup next Saturday, a week on Saturday, and of course you get it from the CFC UK store, which is opposite Fulham Broadway Tube, uh, or from any of the sellers around Kings Road. Going, hurry up! It's only a pound. Uh, but if you cannot do that because you can't get to the matches, do not worry. You can subscribe annually to CFC UK by emailing fanzine at cfcuk.net and paying uh, a a fee via PayPal. And in the UK, it's 20 quid. In Europe, it's 45 quid. Rest of the world, 60 quid. And if you don't want a hard copy, you can get it emailed to you as a PDF. Uh, and that will cost you six quid for a year or a pound each. And while we're on the subject of uh, things that are important, uh, Chelsea pitch owners. Um, if you want to own a piece of Chelsea, then you need to get yourself a CPO share, which means you will have a share of the freehold of the stadium uh, and some clout in terms of what happens to it in the future, whether it's completely rebuilt or whatever. Um, but the CPO has a massive say in that. And, uh, I, you know, it's all the shareholders, uh, apart from the ones that were carpet bagged in by uh, Bruce Buck et al., are died on the wall uh, Chelsea supporters. They all have the long-term interests of the club at heart, so they're not 
You know, they're not in it for profit or anything. They do it because they love the club, like me and JK and Martin. All of us are CPO shareholders. Anyway, they're priced about 110 quid for an electronic share, up to about 175 for a frame share signed by a Chelsea player. Just go to chelseafc.com and search for Chelsea pitch owners. Right, we're going to have a quick lie down after all that uh, hard thinking and talking. And then we're going to come back for a preview of the Luton versus Chelsea game. See you in a moment. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am Stanford Chidge. It's the Friday night preview show, and it's now time to look ahead to Luton versus Chelsea, which is the half-12 kickoff on Saturday. Lovely. Love a half-12 kickoff. Not. Now, I'm joined, of course, by the uh, wonderful uh, Jonathan Kidd. Hello. And the equally lovely Martin Wickham. Evening. Chich, is, is it on telly tomorrow? Yeah, TNT. Oh, good. So, uh, I failed to get a ticket. Did anybody get a ticket? Well, no, I've got. I'm on the away scheme. I got one, but yeah. I've heard. No, I'm some on the away of, scheme too. But I, well, I've, I've heard. So, I've heard some of the um, some of the goings on around that. I think it needs a little bit of questioning. Hint, hint. Trust people. What? What? In what way? Yeah. So, well, just the likes of JK being on an away scheme and not getting a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. And certain individuals who have no purchasing record whether they've bought them through sec- secondary sites and they're they're going to be at this game and others who've been season ticket holders for years and members for years have missed out okay okay well yeah I, let's not open that can of worms but i hear you brother i hear you uh right um what we always do uh now uh it's it's we don't start with my uh, team selection jk's excitement has to wait because we are now going to get very excited by the fact that jk is going to regale us with Today. Was it today? I didn't even register that we had a press conference at all today. Was it today or was it yesterday? It was yesterday. It was yesterday. That's but probably it, why it, I didn't find it today. Yes, <laughs> but it was It was only 5 minutes 35 seconds. Fuck me. And he, he was still wearing his Mac because he'd come straight off the pitch. Um, so he's just done the presser straight after the game on Wednesday night? Yes, and this, oh, yeah. this is it, essentially. Um, um, it, it, I, I found it a bit Potter-esque, actually. Um because he was very worried about um, uh, um, what it was going to be like against Luton because they were a, a very tough side because they um, they love to fight and it's difficult. Um, and we and he said that terrible thing is we want to get some good result. Result, he calls it. We want to get some good result. Fight for every single ball. A good test to be consistent, be focused and fight. We struggle with teams like Luton. Good experience of a young team. We want to win. Well, yeah, of course you fucking want well, to I, win. I'm you not want. disagreeing with any of that so far. Yes, but it's a bit, it's, it's you know, I mean. If, Goes without saying. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's fucking obvious. Excuse me. He record, he's recorded it at half 11 straight after a game, hasn't he? Has so he? He, probably wants to, he probably just wants to get out of there and get home. Yeah, but he's responding to the questions being asked, you know, like, what's it going to be like against Luton? Well, it's going to be, you know, we're. It's a, and then he went on about he loved the type of stadium, its history, you know, no look luxury, no luxury as he calls it. You love to be there. History, real football. 
Yeah, and I think you just—I just thought, oh God, this is. Lovely. Well, again, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I'm looking forward to it, Peter, because I've never—I didn't go to the cup game a couple of seasons ago. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to looking in someone's back garden and. <laughs> Uh, apparently the West Ham fans were going into the away end and they started singing We Could See You in the Bath to, <laughs> <laughs> to some of the people living in the houses. Oh, so, yeah. It used um, to be a very um, naughty place to go, you know, back I've in the seen, day. I've, yeah. I've seen the footage. I've yeah. seen the footage of the, the Kenilworth Road. Was it oh, Millwall? Yeah. Had yeah. a big old tear up down yeah. there. and yeah, Those but, little alleys and things were fucking troublesome. Yeah. Well, anyway, bet. Enough um, about that, the better. I mean, Mudrick, they're not sure he's being assessed. He would have been assessed today because he was injured. Is he a doubt? Um, yes. Oh, for and fuck's sake. Has that ruined your assessment of the side? Has it? Of Possibly. Your, uh, Possibly. Your... We'll, we'll see. We'll not see. Letting on, not letting on. And um, and Lavia will be assessed. I do find that absolutely he's bizarre. He's out. He's out. Yeah. He's always gone. Yes, he, he felt something, apparently. Yes, his thigh. I mean... More than I fucking did watching him play. Yeah. yeah. That might be why he played so... Because I, I yeah. just seem to recall, you st- I remember you saying, has he actually done anything? And I just recall him being sat really, really far back, or pr- practically playing as a third centre-back at times, so not really contributing going forward. But that might have been because of whatever he felt in his thigh. I don't I don't want to kind of piss on uh, JK's fireworks here, because he's in the middle of his press review. No, that's the end of it, Chid. You didn't oh, say is anything. That, is that it? Well, I was going to say... Five you know, minutes. you would have thought these the, the brains trust or lack of brains trust that are our sporting directors might have taken into consideration the amount of injuries some of these players they've spunked a fucking fortune on before they'd have done it, wouldn't you? Because he's got a yeah. terrible yeah. fucking track record with injury. Fafana had a terrible track record with injury, and they're not the only two. Now, I think with the the only excusable one with Fafana is the fact that the, the long term injury he got first time round was a collision injury. Some clown went through his leg in a pre-season Busted game and too, broke it. it. Yeah. yeah, fucked him right up. So I can almost excuse that, but then he suffered a load of injuries when he got here. There's another measurable that's starting to annoy me that these these fucking geniuses don't seem to have taken into account. Height. You don't need yeah. you don't need a fucking XG stats or pressure maps or any of that nonsense. You just need a fucking tape measure. Yeah. And it, I'm watching our, our defence in midfield against Crystal Palace, and there's like the Diddy men against the likes of um, Decore and I can't remember the rest of the Palace midfield, excuse me, but they were bloody towering over us. Yeah. And I'm sure they're not the only team that's doing this as well. If no. we're playing Everton last week, they'd have had the likes of Anana, another Decore, and they'd have done the same thing. What They're not. Jesus Christ, you know, especially when we're conceding that many goals from set pieces and losing that many aerial duels, as shown up by statistics, you'd think maybe imposing a, a six foot two minimum might be good. I mean, I can't say fuck all, I'm five foot six, but I'll, I would expect them to be competitive aerially, and they're not. Well, it's a good job the Chelsea fan cast isn't uh, selected on that basis, Martin, because I don't I'll think. I'll be fucked. I mean, yeah. mo- most of us are, 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 should we just say, on the vertically challenged side of life. I'm five foot six and three quarters. Yeah, you, you two are. You, I'm you, a fucking. Yeah. I'm a sawn off midget, mate. Yeah. Look, you, I, you two are. Get... Yeah, definitely short asses. I mean, I'm not much yeah. better. I'm about five ten on a good day. I've probably shrunk yeah. by now, actually. Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm a short ass with occasionally a short temper. I, I, I cross every. Tony, Tony's, a, Tony's another short ass, isn't he? Oh, I stand. I stand next to him to look like yeah. a fucking giant. Who else have we got? <laughs> I mean, Marco's over six foot, definitely. Dan's Dan must be over six foot. I think Mark's quite tall as well, isn't he? Mark's robust. I mean, he's he's a unit, really, isn't he? Um, who else have we got? Who, who have I forgotten? Dane. Dane's quite tall. 
He's also built like a brick shit. Yeah, as well. it's, it's you and me, Mark. Dino's a bit of a short ass like me. No, 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 no. Like I say, I, I stand next to Tony, so I look like Gulliver. By I think maybe we have a good balance between short asses and and gargantuans. Maybe. So. Put, it, put it this way: there's, there's a reason I'm left wing on that formation and not centre back. By the way, um, completely tangentially, did you see the photo of Mark's uh, the the T-shirt that his daughter? I made certainly from, did. Of, of the Chelsea fan cast kind of team selection. I'm just wondering who the fuck are all these I, I, I think we should get some done I think they're brilliant I'll fund that we, we should all have one maybe sell a few to this mob if they fan, if they fancy it I, I feel much more comfortable wearing that than I would do Richard Shallers one of me and JK I just think I can't I can't comprehend the idea of wearing a t-shirt with my ugly mug on it I, I don't know we're what... both so ruddy as well Chidge aren't we we're very red in the face well we look great but I, I just think it would be utterly wanky wearing a t-shirt with my ugly mug on it don't you think? Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel I'd, it. I'd be a little bit always... self-conscious about wearing one with my name on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd always wear a t-shirt. I'd wear a shirt over it. Yeah. I mean, the thing about the the Twitter one, the, the team selection one, it, it hasn't got. Well, it has got your name on it, hasn't it? Because you've got your yeah. name. I know. Oh, Martin. M- mugs. That works. Mugs. We could do a mug. I think we should yeah. do it. They look great. Yeah. Anyway, we are digressing massively. Mug you all off. Oh, very good. I like it. We are digressing massively because, of course, we're all waiting. For Chidge's team selection. And I've gone radical this week. I have gone radical. Uh, Mudrick uh, injury notwithstanding. But I've thought, I looked at what I've seen. And I thought, right, this is what I would fucking pick. Uh, Petrovic in goal, obviously. I I would actually, I would end... End the experiment with Colwell as a left back. So I would play Matson as a left back slash wing back. This is Luton after all. Colwell, he goes into left centre back. Silver to right centre back. Now, before you all say to me, yes, yeah, but Silver always plays left. Well, fucking suck it up and see what happens. Gusto. I mean, in other words, I mean, you know, it's one thing having a centre-back playing a left-back or a right-back, but I don't see if it's a problem having a centre-back as, I mean, you know, now people who really know about football and John Terry. Maybe I should have an argument with John Terry on Twitter about it, but I don't see why you, you can't swap the centre-backs. But anyway, the so... Self, the self-confidence of that geezer trying to argue him. He was a West Ham well, fan as well. So thicker than a fucking castle Absolutely. wall anyway. Anyway, okay. Matson, Colwell, Silver, Gusto, I am really really warming to gusto i think he looks you know when we look at all of these players we think yeah you're shocking you're sh-. he actually looks like he might have played on a team from chelsea in the last 20 years i i i Jacob will laugh at me but he looks like he would have fitted in he looks like he can play football you know he looks like a a proper player like him a lot a, there is an aspect there's an aspect yeah. about him i like him mate i tell you really i like him a lot i love his name but i like him as a footballer so yeah he's in definitely um so we've got Caicedo and Gallagher in midfield with Palmer effectively playing uh, as the you know as the number ten I think uh, behind. Uh, I would start Madueke actually. I thought I thought he looked good. I think Mudrick is getting better. I would bin off Jackson and Broyer and I put Inkunku up front. Let's not fuck about. You know I think right now these are the best players we've got available. Okay. So no Sterling, no Jackson, no Brozier. Uh and Enzo's injured as we know. Um and I think Badia Sheel and Dizazi need a rest. So that's so that's when I say I'm going radical, that's what I do. Of course I now hear Mudrick might be out. So if no Mudrick, then you just basically you have uh, Sterling 
I mean, you know, you either you put Sterling in. Um, yeah, you put Sterling in really because, you know, without Enzo, that's your three in the midfield. Lavia won't play because he's not fit, apparently. Yada, yada, yada. So that's what I would do, JK. I'd like to do the same thing. I don't think he will, though. Um, I'd put money on him not doing that. Yeah, he won't play Matson. He'll play uh, at Colwell and, um, and Badia Shiel again, I reckon. I reckon he'll play Gusto, though. Uh, he'll obviously play Gallagher and he'll play Palmer. Um, I'm not sure about Caicedo. I think Caicedo may be... Um, uh, well, I mean, he played him despite him being flu-ridden, didn't he? Um, so we will play. Um, uh, if Modric's injured, he'll play Sterling anyway. I don't think... Um, I only think Madweki will get in if... Um, uh, if Mudrick's injured, because he'll play Sterling in that position then. Uh, who's the alt who could play instead of Madweka? Who are we missing? Jackson, of course. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure that he he wants to play Nkunku in the middle. I think he should, because um, I think he's the uh, he's possibly the classiest player next to Palmer. But you know what he was saying about Nkunku? He was saying that... that, that uh that uh, Palmer is more of that linking player than Nkunku is. Yeah. He was saying well, we missed Palmer against Palace because Nkunku's yeah. not that kind of player. But he he still set up the first goal, didn't he, Nkunku, by he uh, playing it to the to Gusto, who suddenly changed position from uh, right wing to left wing, left fullback to left overlapping fullback. Um, but yeah, I think what you've put there is is pretty reasonable, Chidge. I mean, who knows? Uh, uh, and I'd give Medwecki a goal. I think Medwecki tends to ca- um, tends to come on though, with about twenty minutes to go, really. Um, but it, it all it's all down to Mudrick. I think Mudrick should get in, obviously, because he seems to just be improving. Um, but apparently, he may be. They're assessing it today. They'll have made a decision today. Indeed. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I would play Nkunku up there as well. I, I, anything but to to avoid having Broyer and Jackson. But it'll probably end up with Jackson centre forward, um, uh, Broyer on the right, and um, Nkunku on the left, uh, with with um, Palmer playing a kind of sort of beh- behind Jackson and Casido on the bench. Mm. Well, we'll see. What do you reckon, Martin? Uh, this is. This is- Potentially Jackson's last game is available for a while, isn't it? Because oh, of the Afcon. Yeah, I forgot to mention that earlier. Well spotted. Yeah. Do you want to know how many matches he's going to miss? Because I do have the information here. Yeah, well, I've, I've got the script in front of me, so I've already well, fucking seen it. Do you want to go through it if you've got it there? No, I'm happy to, yeah, because two seconds of scroll up. So, yep, Chelsea versus Luton will be the last match. We have Nicholas Jackson for likely over a month. He could miss all these matches due to the African Cup of Nations, or AFCON, as it is now known. So, um, Next week in the Cup against Preston, both tight, both legs of the League Cup semi-final against Middlesbrough, league game against Fulham, potential FA Cup fourth round, Liverpool at Anfield, Wolves at home, Palace away. The AFCON final is on the 11th of February. Now, I don't normally have a view on AFCON for obvious reasons. However, in light of Nicholas Jackson's call-up, and I would, I believe he's Senegal he represents, yeah, is that right? Yeah. I hope that Senegal reached the final. Win the final. <laughs> that, in a, that in addition to him being unavailable after the 11th of February, there is a week of celebration in Senegal yeah. that Nicholas Jackson takes a full and active part in. And I wish them all the very best. I believe they won it the last time round. Edouard Mendy was a, in the penalty shootout. He was involved in it. I sincerely hope they retain it and go all the way. Can he, Come can on, he be Senegal. Awarded? 
can he be awarded something and be forced to hang on for the presentation for another couple of months that's after? Quite, that's kind of what I was getting at, just, you know, the, the freedom well, of Senegal or know, something. Yeah, and, yeah. Looking at it from another perspective, it'll be, A, <clears throat> interesting to see if we do miss him. B, it'll be interesting to see if he actually finds some form out there and comes Indeed, back in be, a rich vein of form. It, it'll be a break for us and a break for him. Yeah, so you, know, hope, you, never, you know, know. never know. You never yeah. know. He could be the top scorer and he comes back and we're like, come back, Jackson! Yeah, I mean, you know, stranger things have happened. Who knows? Indeed. Indeed. And, and why on earth not? Anyway, what else yeah. do you think of my lovely side there? Uh, so on your front three off, I'm thinking Nkunku, Sterling, Palmer. Yeah. I've done, I didn't even know about Mudrick's Who's going to go in midfield then? Okay, well, if he's fit, of course. Big if. He's not but on I've... the list of, of of those who will not play or questionable, so one therefore presumes that he is available. That gives us an option. Who knows? He might drop Casada and put Uga Chukwu in. So. Who knows? I don't think I. I wouldn't have thought that. I hope I, not. I, I, hope I, don't, not. I, I don't think you can. I don't think you can drop the new the newest toy. Um, Enzo's obviously not fit. If Kaiseida's available, he will play. And with regards to the back four, um, I don't think he will risk Matson. Um, I think the right winger for Luton is uh, Chidozio Bene, who He's I can good. tell you from watching Ireland games is a very dynamic player and can do damage if he's given space. Um, so I can imagine him putting Colwell to the left or even Gusto and putting Dezazi on the right. Okay, well, all will be revealed at half past 11 tomorrow and uh, it'll be interesting after what's happened this week. I mean, the bottom line is, JK, Luton are actually a pretty tough nut to crack at home. Um, you know, they. I mean, obviously they're still sitting in, in the relegation places, which is kind of be suspected, but they're no, they're no patsies. Um, I mean, it's the first time they've won... A... Two great players, Townsend yeah. and... Uh... Well, we'll get to that. It's the first time they'd won a league game after trailing this term uh, and two straight Premier League wins for the first time since promotion after they beat uh, Sheffield United. None of the Hatters' Premier League home fixtures this term were decided by more than a one-goal margin. They've won two, drawn two, lost five, which sounds like shit, but then nobody, nobody goes there and gives them a dubbing. Liverpool drew one all there. City only beat them, I think, 2-1 or 3-2 or something like that. You know, so this is not going to be a pushover. Um, we, of course, on the other hand, have now conceded a club record of 59 Premier League goals this calendar year, um, which is, which is as Flash scores say, which is a problem given their tendency to waste good chances was on show again. Uh, we've lost our last four away league fixtures while conceding an average of 2.5 goals per game. So uh, if we if we lose five, if we lose against Luton on Saturday, then that'll be the first time since 2000, which is horrible. Uh, and just to put the final mockers on it, uh, we're unbeaten in our final league game of the year since 2011. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Well, as JK alluded to, Martin, um, and I was listening to, to, I don't know who it was on the radio, but I was listening to somebody blathering on, but they made a very good point about Luton. Unlike uh, Sheffield United and uh, who, who's the other? Who are the other ones? Burnley. I, thank you, Burnley. Um, I mean, Burnley is not so, so true to say this, of course. But what they've done is they've been quite shrewd in actually uh, securing the services of Ross Barkley and Andros Townsend. You know, these these the, I know I know Ross was, uh, shall we say, mercurial for us at best. But these are two England ex England internationals, experienced Premier League players, have played at the highest level. 
And actually, they're playing really well for Luton. I mean, Ross Barkley's been playing really, really well for them. But I think yeah. that's a shrewd buy, and it's working out for them, I think. Yeah, they've done done very well there. And I think it's quite telling the fact that Burnley apparently pissed Andros Townsend around to the point where he was he thought he had a squad number due to go. He'd arranged schools for his children to go to, and then they pulled the plug on him at the last minute, and he was <laughs> left in the wilderness in the last uh, on the last deadline day. I thought it was pretty poor form from Burnley and hasn't been criticised anywhere near enough. But Luton have um, taken the gamble. Well, I don't think it's a gamble. He's an experienced player who's just coming off an unfortunate injury, and yeah, he's he's done a job for them. So, and and as well as that, you know, the, the players that have come up with them, the likes of um, Carl Morris, and that have all stepped up, and the Benny who I talked about earlier. Um, yeah, they're all very good players. I also think with um, what happened to their captain a couple of weeks ago, Tom Lockyer, and hopefully he's making a full recovery. Um, all the best, mate. Um, they're going to be quite emotionally driven as well. All they need to do is just say to themselves, right, we're doing this for the skipper. It worked against Newcastle. Apparently there wasn't that much of a tactical run through. They just said, right, no, we ain't fucking losing this game. And they beat them. And then against Sheffield United, a team they would want to, you know, pick points up against to you know, secure their best chance of survival. They've done the job there too. Um, they're going to be coming in confident, which um, they may not have done had they come off these games and lost. And now um, we're going to have a job on our hands. And our lot need to not, not need to know that. It's going to be nothing like the home game where Luton were like almost like a League One team you play in the Cup and they were really limited. They've um, They've improved massively since then and it's going to be a real test. Uh, I agree with you entirely. Luton are a funny old side. For, I mean, obviously, we've never played them in the Premier League, um, but we've played them in all competitions all down the years. Tw- uh, we played them, what, 46 times? We've won 20, drawn 12, uh, lost 14. Uh, away at Luton, interestingly, we've lost nine, won six and drawn six. And uh, obviously, we beat them in the FA Cup very recently, and that was the, the, that was the kind of the... The first uh, post-sanction match, I think, wasn't it? When Tuchel's it was the day, it was the day after, or yeah, the first of he March, he, wasn't it? He'd drive the bus to get there. Um, when he put Loftus cheek, um, was he was attacking centre back, wasn't he? Centre back, sorry. Then he yeah. put him forward, and he suddenly ran the game in the second half. That's right. Lukaku scored the winner. Um, yeah. We haven't won at Kenilworth Road since the thirtieth of December, nineteen eighty-nine, in the old Division One, uh, when we won three nil. We've, but in uh, fairness, have we played them? I'm assuming that's well, league games. In Kenilworth Road, the last time we played them, other than March 2022, was December 1991, when we lost 2-0. And the year before, we also lost 2-0. Funny enough, we kept on playing them in December. All these matches, funnily enough, in Le- Old Money League Division 1, 3rd of January, lost uh, in 87, lost 1-0. 1st of January, 1988, lost 3-0. Uh, 30th of December 1989, won 3-0. Uh, 29th of December 1990, lost 2-0. 28th of December 1991, lost 2-0. So we used to always play them around this time of year. So it's kind of fitting in a bizarre sort of a way. Um, but yeah, it's a long time that we've, that we've played them in the league up there. Up there. But uh, yeah, I, I'd say our record's been a bit patchy up there. Um, I mean, obviously it's a completely different world now. So I mean, how much you can take from that, I really don't know. But I mean, as you were saying earlier on, Martin, they're going to be really stoked up because uh, Tom Lockyer, you know, had that 
tragic incident the other week where he had a heart attack, so which is not good at all. Um, full cardiac, full cardiac arrest. Yeah, it was. He was a really very bad. lucky boy, wasn't he? He was. He was well, I wrote. Well, I don't know if it's an irony or a paradox. So he, him collapsing in the ground, maybe he had the best chance of survival. Mm. Because when you exactly. collapse there, you get the they can put the pads on you straight away. Yep. If it had happened in the street or at home, you could have been in serious Absolutely, bother. yeah. They've got the defibrillators there and they've got medical yep. staff. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually the safest place to have a heart attack is in a Premier League football ground. So there you go. Uh, obviously, our, our best wishes go to him. Nobody wants to have to experience that on a football pitch or, or even experience it by watching it. it reminded me of uh, Fabrice Mwamba. Christian Eriksen. Christian Eriksen, of course, yeah. It's, it's kind of a lot of it about, isn't there? Well, maybe, you know, I don't know if there's a lot of it about, but it's very tragic when it happens. But they are, they are really galvanised by that. I mean, JK, you were saying this earlier on, weren't you, that they are a, they are a team, uh, but they clearly love their manager, Rob Edwards, playing for him. And, and they are really emotionally charged at the moment and very, very united, which does worry me a, a touch, given our lack of a team. They seem to these Townsend and Barclay seem to have been two very good signings. And he's he's made um, experienced almost rejects both of them as players, and yet it's it's united the side. He's uh, they seem to be very athletic and, as you say, very committed. So um, uh, if the manager gets them to play, as we keep saying, as a team, he, he's he's and they've improved an enormous amount since they played us early on in the season, as as Martin was saying. Um, it, it's it's going to be hard, but you know, once again, with with our bloody team, you've got no idea what's going to happen. He might they might turn up and score in the first two minutes or score. I, I, it, it's it's such a lottery watching what side's going to turn up or what. The chances are what the pattern we seem to have is unless they take us to the cleaners as United did, in which case we'll just go up the other end and squander chances. Is we'll just keep possession for twenty minutes. And possibly score, possibly not, and they'll get a breakaway goal. And I can see them winning four 0 as a consequence. I can see them just getting breakaway goals because we've we've sort of run out of puff through having failed to put the ball in the net. On the other hand, though, if Sterling actually appears and and makes some very decent runs, if Palmer's the the genius that I believe he is, and and Kunku somehow cements it together, which is a great possibility because we haven't seen any of them play together, this this could become um, a very interesting performance and it might be an elevated performance against a, um, a a team of plucky triers, as Luton will be in comparison, excuse me, with some of the players we've got who are, a, you know, a class, a class and a half above them. The dilemma is, is whether some of the other players, the younger ones or the least experienced ones, go down to their level and can't deal with this this uh, this commitment as we've seen them not deal with Everton, who were a half a side, and with Wolves. So um, you know, it's it's everything is in the lap of the gods now. Watching this team, a, plucky, a, a team of plucky triers versus a team yeah. that are fucking trying. Yeah, very yeah. well put, Martin. I mean, the other thing is, of course, you know. Very few of them will have experienced a ground like Kenilworth Road, and I mean, I know it shouldn't make a difference, but it will. Or will they have? Perhaps they've they've been playing. That's what they they aspire to. Very very few people watching a, a small ground from their from their the yeah. dreams of their youth. You know, perhaps it's the opposite. Well, they, yeah, well they kind of handled it well when we played them in the cup. But of course, there's probably nobody left from that team. None, nobody. No, no. So I'd be... And they're, and they're not going to get the barrel of shit that was thrown on those players because it was so close to the Ukraine war, it the was, start of the it? Ukraine war. It was febrile, that atmosphere, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
So there you go. All right, then, boys. How do you think it's going to go, Martin? As uh, your score prediction. Uh, well, how do you see it going and score prediction or, or whatever I you think, want, really? I think we're going to struggle. Um, I think we're going to get much more of a game than they gave us at Stamford Bridge um, due to just having had a bit more experience playing in the Premier League and, you know, securing, you know, a way of playing. Um, I can't I can't predict us losing just out of sheer bloody-mindedness, even though every bit of my brain is telling me we're going to come a cropper. But I'm still going to say 2-1 Chelsea. So that's just heart overhead, I'm afraid. Yes, I'm, I'm very much in accordance with that. I, I, I think if we win it will only be by the odd goal because that's what happens at Luton. Um, yep. And I can at the moment, I can't see us not conceding a goal. I'm absolutely... Conf- well, I've just, I've just noticed the Arsenal result there was 4-3 and that was the one with Declan Rice scored was, in, the, in the last minute. Last stop, well, a £100 million signing doing that in the last minute. Yeah, well, that's what you pay your money did, for. Did, didn't, well, some teams do. <laughs> yes, indeed. I, I think 2-1. I can't see us not conceding a goal at the moment. Um and as I said, I can't. I don't want to predict us losing, so I'm going to go two one as on the on the fact that you know they lose by the odd goal. I, I absolutely, I'm convinced Ross Barkley's going to score. I'm absolutely convinced about. It. I'm going to put money on it. It's either going to be Barkley or with or I'm I'm invoking the Callum Robinson clause and Chidozi Ogbené scores for Luton. Yeah, indeed, indeed, yeah. Don't even go there with that. So yeah, I'm saying two one. You're saying two one. What about you, J.K.? Oh. Bar humbug, Chelsea bollocks, bear. Ah, four 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 four. We're not yep. playing four far. It's Luton. Uh, this is the man who got ninety one points on the Prem Predictions League last week. The week that everybody who know, knows what they're talking about with football got bugger all points, as Martin said. I quote from Martin while you're away. I have to yes, say. You could, if you got points off those yeah. results, you know fuck all about football. Sn- snitches get way. stitches in my case. I think. Well, there yeah, you go. cheers. No, cheers, no problem, mate. No problem. <laughs> I said we could be taken to the cleaners by them if they're surprised by it, surprised by the commitment and the smallness of the ground, or they might. You know, we might carve them out, carve them to pieces because Nkunku's a class act, and uh, so I say Palmer's a class act, and Sterling gets his skates on. Um, uh... I've also got a theory similar to uh, Tony's one a few weeks ago about the red and white stripes. Um, I think in this case it's the twelve thirty Saturday kickoff. I think we're shit in that time. Mm. I, I can't think of the last game we played in that kickoff time that we won. Yes, that's another another horrible thought, isn't it? Two two. I don't know. I like your four four, mate. Go go for it, mate. All right, I'll keep the four four. Yeah. All right. So there we go. That's what we think. Uh, Carefree McCarthy says it'll click for us tomorrow. We missed a hatful of. Now see what he's done there. We've missed a hatful of chances versus Wolves. Oh, Hatters clever. And three nil Chelsea. Three nil Chelsea. Very good at the Hatters. I'm not sure if Carefree McCarthy realizes. Uh, the extent of his genius and humour there, but uh, he now does, or she, I don't know. It's uh, there's no uh, there's no pronoun. We don't get pronouns on mixers to help silly old farts like me out. Uh, there we go. Well, okay. Well, we're all well. J.K.'s predicting a draw. Me and Martin a win. Um, I can predict one thing because I'm. It's now time for they played for both. Oh God! Yes. Now I can. There are 32 players that have represented both Chelsea and Luke. That's a lot, isn't it? in their careers. Uh, 
and this is I've got a I've got a list in alphabetical order. I've worked it out that YouTube boys JK's having a heart attack talking for heart attack. Anyway, Trevor Eilat, I, well, what am I giving them away? You just started. I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what is JK JK sitting there like he died completely through me. Um, come back to life now. So I've just given you one. I've given you I've given you one. But anyway, out of the thirty-two, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, I think you should get. The others, good luck. So off you go. Trevor Eilert, I'll give you that one. Ross Barkley. Yes, JK. Kerry Dixon. Yes, Martin. Nick Harford. Yes, Martin. Well done. Very well, very well done. Mark Dave, Steen. Dave yes, yes. No, Dave, Dave Besson. This is the one club he didn't play for as well as Chelsea. What did I just say? Because you Mark said Steen. Mark Steen, and I tipped Mark him. Mark Steen, yeah, yeah. okay. Mal Donaghy. Yes, Martin. Okay. Martin is the best at this. We've discovered this, haven't we, J.K.? Yeah, yeah. I just sit back and marvel. He's even better no. than he's better than me and on this. That's that's how good he is. I yeah. won't go that far. <laughs> how many's that? I'm stalling already. One, two, three, four, five, six. Izzy Brown. Very good. Ah. Uh, Roy Wegerly. Very good. Oh, wow. Brilliant. Okay. Come on, JK, man. There's got to be a few you can think of here. On... Uh, let's see. Um... Oh, shit. There was some geezer who scored like 10 goals in a game. In a game? Yeah. Um... Oh, fuck. Nathan's already screaming his name through a mixer. Joe Payne. Joe Payne? Bloody hell. I didn't think you'd get that one. Stop looking at Mixler. It's cheating. I'm not, honestly. Stop putting the answers up on Mixler. He can see them. No, I can't. I'm not logged in. All right. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm going to give JK a clue. Paul Furlong. Oh, well done. Well done. Oh, well done. Blimey. Well done. Wow. <sighs> it's going to be, there's going to be loads there. I've played the, six games for one or the other, either, either end of their career or something. Isn't the, it? These are all on the list of the ones I expected you to get, apart from Joe Payne. Did Sidwell play for them both? Nope. Uh, Here's a clue for JK. Uh, This is one of his favourite players from days gone by. I can never remember whether it was 60s or 70s. And he's got... His his surname sounds like a first name. Sounds like a first name. Isn't first name. I think I know who this is, but I want to let JK get it. Not Clive Allen, although that was well worked out, well deduced. Thank you. Go on, is he Martin. on there? He is. is no, he, no, no, Clive, Clive Allen was on there. No, 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 no. So Clive Allen isn't on there. No, no. So you, you got a guess for the one that I gave the clue to? What surname? Surname that sounds like yeah. a first name. Yeah. Derek Kevin. Very good, Martin. Not uh, Derek Kevin as well. Yes, but yes, <laughs> yes, Luke yes. Well, did he? How many more bloody teams did he play for? All right. So far, you have got Trevor Eilert, which I gave you stupidly. Kerry Dixon, Mal Donaghy, Paul Furlong, Mick Harford, Derek Kevin. Mark Steen, Roy Wegerly, Izzy Brown, Ross Barkley. Joe uh, Payne. Joe Payne. Terribly sorry. Well done. Uh, uh, there's one that sticks out because he sounds like a fucking First World War fighter pilot. Uh, and his surname may be descended from Hangman, Hugh Billington. He, how did you get that? Uh, checked something I read ages ago. Oh God, you're a genius. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, there are two players on this list who are both great centre-backs for us. One played for a terribly long time 
and one played for a short time, sadly. Oh, Paul Elliott. Yes. That's short time, sadly, right? Yep. JK's given up or he's gone to sleep. I'm not sure. Why. <laughs> Paul Elliott, but he got there before me. So, you know. <laughs> yes, right. I can't, yes. I can't even get in if I know it. <laughs> <laughs> we believe you, JK. Thousands of Oh, dear. That's true. Um, Mickey Droid? Yes! Oh, shit. Fucking hell. Brilliant. For God's sake. Okay, so. Okay, there's another one. Uh, JK, I know he liked him. Early 70s. Played in white boots. You can see the mind ticking over. These seventies played in white. Boots. Also played for Leicester, I believe, or Sheffield United. Alan Burch. Well done. Very good, J.K. I'm going to say Birch early on, actually, but I thought, nah. All right, so you've uh, we've got two more, three more on the list that I reckon you should get. Uh. One, uh, one I believe was a goalkeeper. Very religious. You believe was a goalkeeper? Yes, very religious. Gavin Peacock as a goalkeeper? No, no, very religious. Oh dear! Oh, that's the that's the uh, the clue, isn't it? Yes, church or something like that, or reverend, or or, uh, or higher than pars- that. Us parson? No, H- right. higher than that. Uh, Bishop. Higher than that. Pope. <laughs> Higher than that. Fucking hell. Oh, God. You're close and more. More. Godden. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say God all fucking mighty. Oh, that's what, no, Martin, that's what I'm saying when I do this bloody thing every Very week. Good. Yeah, all right. The other Very one. Good. Interestingly, another player whose second name could be his first name. Played in the 90s for us. No, Johnny 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 Johns. No, uh, he played in the late eighties, I think. Actually, late eighties, early nineties. Peter Nicholas. Very good, Martin. Yes, of course he played for them. You are on fire. Uh, Now, uh, the last one on the list that you should get uh, is recent, and he was kind of an academy player. Was very fast, but didn't really make it with us. That doesn't narrow it down much. Um, okay, when you, <laughs> I've already said Izzy Brown, in, it ain't that. In the in the old days, when you used to go to university, you used to get a degree. No, Grant. Yes, Anthony Grant. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say you, you got pissed. I don't know. Right. I ne- liked him as a player, Grant. I never understood why he didn't make it. Well, indeed. What do I know? What do I? Okay, know? there are. There, we're now into the realms of people I haven't got Scooby who they are. Okay, so we'll just just give you try and give you a clues. Um, another name for a hairdresser. Barber. Yeah, first name. Uh, well, I mean, does it matter? George Barber. <laughs> George Barber. <laughs> That'll do. Okay, another another George uh, might be related to Ken. George Bates. Nope. Not that Ken. No. Think Liverpool. Do you Ken John Peel? <laughs> I think Liverpool, bloody hell. Swain? <laughs> he might have been a Diddy man for all I know. Dodd. Very Dodd, good. Diddy Dodds. George Dodd. Oh, George Dodds, okay. Uh, talking of George, uh, this man could have played in the Beatles if his first name was George and not 
Harrison. Harrison. Mick Harrison. Very good. Do you know who he is? Nathan hasn't given me my uh, information about these, so I'm. I'm as... Harrison was a, was a winger, played yeah. 59-60, round about there. I'm as clueless as Pos- you, you. Possibly are. scored Chelsea's first European goal. Good point. Wow. Yes. Possibly, wow. I could be. That could be. I something rang, rings a bell on Mike Harrison scoring against BK Frem, whichever the team was. I mean, this is absolutely bizarre. But there's yet another player in here whose fir- whose whose surname could be a first name. God, all the... now Nathan says he has, but I, well, if you emailed them to me, Nathan, then I, I was looking on Twitter. Jimmy, Jimmy James. No, they're two different names. Got a decade for them, or I've got no, I've got no idea. Absolutely, it's one of them, one of them and Arthur. No, it's it's quite a it's a uh, you know a biblical name. The second, the second uh, one. Samuels. So think of the think of the saints. Moses. Oh no, saints. <clears throat> John. Paul. John. I'm going through the Beatles now. Sorry. <laughs> Mark. Nope. Mark. Nope. Judas. Nope. No, he wasn't a saint. Sorry. Um, Maybe he WhatsApp them to. I I can't see them, Nathan. If you're listening, by the way, I don't doubt you. Sell. Maybe you sent it to the Chelsea Fancast Twitter account. Maybe that's what he's done. Uh, so keep keep just running through the Saints, and you will end up getting his surname. Trust Matthew. Oh, well done, Damien Matthew. Yes, fucking hell, oh. J.K. Who was he then? He's fairly recent, Damien <laughs> Matthew. Yeah, early nineties. Was he? I, yeah. th- I thought he was a cricketer for Australia, mate. But there you go. Uh, okay. Um, talking of Australia, there was a fast bowler <clears throat> who. Uh, we used to call uh, Merv the Perv, actually, not Merv the Swerve. There are two players on here that share his second name. Hughes. Yes. Billy. Yes. Paul Hughes. Yes. There you go. It's so much better when I give you clues that are easy, isn't it? Uh, so we, we, I think you kind of worked out we're very good at fucking cryptic crosswords. So. Okay, there's, there are another two players in here with the same surname. Oh, Lord. Um... I'll give you their first names because that will. Well, okay, Frank and George. Yeah, well, I don't know it. Oh, yeah, don't know it. And I think you don't know it. So I shall give it to you. It's well observed. Frank Pearson and George Pearson. No, not a clue. Nope, me neither. Not Scooby. Uh, the next one. Well, okay. If if this man was like a uh like a, a kind of a like a doorman but for your appendage he would be called this like a doorman not a doorman think oxford university but he would be specifically for your appendage revolving door dick no um you'll not get this willie porter <laughs> I thought that was quite good. Very good. Very good. It's funnier when you make them up, you know, like this, actually. All right. I think you might know this one. He's got rather an odd surname. And a girl's first name. Claire Peculiar. No. Leslie O'Dell. I've heard of him. Yeah? Yeah. 
Apparently, George Pearson and well, Willie Porter played in 1906 and 07. George Pearson, 26 to 33, 215 appearances, 37 goals. Uh, we've done Frank Pearson yet, 1905 06. 10-goal Joe Payne. Well, um, Martin got that one, didn't he? Leslie O'Dell, 1924 to 1936, 103 appearances. Yeah, yeah, Billy Hughes was a Welsh international, yeah. 1948 to 51. Mike Harrison, 57 to 62. Yes. Uh, George Dodd, 1911 to 12. Hugh Billington, 1948 to 51. George Barber, 1930 to 39. Keep them coming, Nathan. Right, where are we? Uh, okay, uh, I've got... This is a player who played between 27 and 29. Uh, 42 appearances, 32 goals. That's a very good ratio. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's not bad. It? Almost, it's almost a goal a game, isn't it? I think that's might be when they changed the offside rule and defenders well didn't know what the fuck they were doing. You've got no idea. Jimmy Thompson. Okay. That was the name of the scout. Uh, and this guy uh, who played in 1909 to 10 was very wily and he got killed in action in World War One. Oh, that wily then. Well, he was wily enough to have a surname called Wildman. So there you go. Arthur Wildman. So you didn't get him. Uh, and last but by name, no means least, uh, this chap was uh, a reserve in 1912-1913 and uh, in a reincarnation in the 70s, won a gold medal in breaststroke for Great Britain. I know absolutely nothing about that. Nope. It's one for the teenagers, Martin. James Wilkie. Oh, yeah, Wilkie, well done, yeah. So, there we go. I think you've got... Uh, you didn't do bad, actually. I mean, I know I gave you a bit of help with these, but you got most of them. I mean, the ones you didn't get, it's easy to say there, really. It's Le- Leslie O'Dell, John O'Rourke, uh, Willie... John O'Rourke? You didn't say that. I don't recall being given clues for John O'Rourke. Oh, no, I didn't. You were supposed to... Have... Uh, John O'Rourke played... Um, I remember seeing him. Well, there you go. Uh, I'll Maybe. give you a clue. It's got an Irish second name. Is it O'Rourke? Yes, well done. <laughs> His first name, John. It was. When did he make his one appearance? Um, 62. Ooh, close. 63. Ah. 63. So there you go. I'd say you did pretty well there. I'd say you did pretty well. I'd say that's better than you've ever done before. Even if you take my very obvious clues out of the equation. I think it's down to Martin. Do you think? Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I think you're doing yourself down a bit there, JK. Okay, well, yeah, we, we made a good team. <laughs> That's it. This is the art of a good team. Having sat on enough Chelsea quizzes with Martin where we have won, and I've answered about one question, and he's got the rest of them. That's what I always say. It's great. It's, Martin, if I hadn't selected you to be on my team, we would never have won. You know, sign, so. of a good, sign of a good captain. Absolutely right. Said. <laughs> As always, that is ridiculously stupid and lots of fun to do. I do love doing this. I really do. And everybody everybody on Mixler, they all get involved. So there we go. <clears throat> oh, my God. His brother, this is um, uh, whatever his name was, Wildman, Arthur Wildman. His brother, Hennage, Hennage Wildman, played for the reserve, sadly committed suicide. That's terrible, Nathan. Jesus. I don't want to know about that on a Friday night. But uh, very sad, bloody hell. Nathan knows his history, doesn't he? Anyway, where was I? Yes, it is great fun. I do, I do love doing this on a Friday night. It's, uh, it is lovely. Um, now, um, all I have to say now is, uh, 
we have to go because we've uh, been on for far too long, having far too much fun. But we'll be back on Tuesday, not New Year's Day, which is uh, January the 1st, which is a Monday, because I'm off. I'm going away for the weekend. And uh, Tony Glover, who will be on at half past seven next Tuesday with me and JK, is also going away. So we're going to be doing the show at 7.30 on Tuesday, looking back at the match against Luton, right? <clears throat> now, very quickly, if you want your email, Patreon or Instagram post or tweet to be read out on the show, then let me have them ASAP. The email address is chelseafancast at gmail.com. And we've, I think next week, JK, maybe not next week, but maybe the week after, you'll find time to do a a little in yeah. off the post. Because we've got, uh, I'll have a check to see how many we've got in, but they're, they're, with every defeat, they get more and more, you know. It's, of course they do. Yeah, people letting rip. So sack there you go. Sack upon sack. Sack upon sack. So there we go. Right. Uh, you can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast. Me at Stanford Chid, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd and Martin at Martin underscore Wickham. Uh, and I should really say at this juncture, the last show of 2023, a year we will all be very glad to see the back of and then some. Uh, but for you lot, I, I should say thank you for all your fantastic support this year. It's not gone unnoticed. We uh, we get so many people coming up to us in the pub saying hello and thanks. It's just it's humbling. It really is. But uh, all the people we've known through Mixler and through Patreon and Discord and Twitter and and Facebook, all of that, it's, it's lovely. We, we, we really generally wouldn't do any of this nonsense if it wasn't for you. So thank you very much for your support. And on, on behalf of us all, I would like to wish you all a very happy new year. And hopefully a much better year than the one that we have just had to suffer. So here's hoping for that. Uh, Martin, always a delight to see you. Thanks for your support this year as well, actually. It's been tremendous having you on. No, thanks very much. And you know, I'll echo that. It's on the footballing side, let's chuck 2023 in the bin. And move forward, hopefully, for a better 2024. And to everyone listening and um, that... Um, Thanks very much, and same to you. Have a good new year. And uh, I think it was quite amusing. I don't know if you saw Mark's post about Andy Cairns. I did. Um, Name-checking us on their website. So, um, obviously, he's listening. So, um just say thanks to him, actually, because that gig in Camden a couple of weeks ago was fantastic. I tell you what, it's been one of the delights of this year, actually, getting to know Andy better. And, I mean, I was, I was, I'd been to a couple... I think maybe the other gig was the year before, but... I've been to a few of his gigs and uh, got his albums and the other thing he's involved with the you know J A A W and uh, and I was I, I saw him at the Killing jo- what 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 is now the last Killing Joke gig we are led to believe. Uh, it's always lovely to see Andy. It's been a real joy getting to know him better this year and his his, his band are fantastic. If you haven't heard I them, I must come to one. Yeah, you'd love it. Uh, take your earplugs though, pedal, because it might be a bit hard for you. You know, at your age, but uh, you know. <laughs> Face. I'll bring the, the Zimmer frame. This okay. is why we need to do this show on YouTube because people miss the reaction of your face when I say something vaguely rude. It's quite priceless. It really is. But yeah, they're called Therapy Question Mark. They are bloody fantastic. I mean, they've been around since the early nineties, made loads and loads of albums. But their their most recent uh, uh, most recent album is an absolute hum dinger. And uh, as I was saying to Andy when I when I bumped into him. Uh, uh, the, you know, before I, before I saw the gig down in Portsmouth, uh, their album is absolutely stone cold brilliant, and it is called Hard Cold Fire. So get it in your record store now. 
So there you go. So well done, Andy and Michael and Paul. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Thanks for the fun you've given us this year as well. Marta, I was going to say, the other thing that's actually more fun than even having you on the show is seeing you for a few beers in the Cock Tavern, actually. That should not go unsaid. Yeah, thanks very much, Andy. Yeah, it was, um, didn't, shame didn't catch up with you on Wednesday. Obviously, you were um, elsewhere, but um, yeah, I'm sure there'll be other times. And yeah, it's good, been, been good just seeing people randomly in the pub doing it say the same thing as to um, me as they sometimes say to you. That's right. Suffering I haven't, pain. I haven't, quite, I haven't <laughs> quite got used to it yet, but it's um, I'm getting there. Yeah, I know, I know. And last, but by no means least, you see, the funny thing is, looking at you now with that picture of uh, Marcus Alonso behind you and the way you're sitting, it looks like you've got this massive hand just by your thigh, but it's actually Marcus Alonso's. <laughs> no, it's mine. It looks very weird. It's out of proportion, but rather humorous as a result. So there you go. Oh, Marcus, what, what would we do if, uh, what would we say if Marcus was playing left back and scoring wonderful I know. goals? We'd I say know. he's too slow and he can't track back because yeah. that's what he was getting criticised for when he was at the club. But he had beautiful hair, Martin, and he scored great goals. So many goals! So many goals! Your mic pops, also, I can't hear a word of that. <laughs> great free kicks. We don't appear to have anybody who could take, well, Sterling scored on the other day, but... Uh, he was a, a regular, fantastic free kick taker as well. We had some very class players, and they we didn't think they were good enough. Yeah. How intrigued. What do we know? Uh, JK, personal note, thank you for all of your incredible support this year. I mean, you know, you're, you're on pretty much every show, even the ones that I'm not on. So there you go. <laughs> so you've been well, bloody marvellous. I'm a marvelous. sucker for punishment, Chidge. I, I just know. like to get my, my opinion out there. You know what I mean? I do. Uh, and, uh, and for your fan bites, of course. Which have got swearier and swearier, for which I apologise. My God, the Wolves one was so swear. Even the one, the Palace one was swearier. Back we- and I thought, God, I'm so really got angry with that. I said at the beginning, I wasn't going to get angry, and I got angry and angry as I went on with it. Yeah, well, but it's making me angry watching this football team. I know, I, with so good great. reason, my friend. Anyway, look, happy New Year to you both, and, and, to, you everybody. and to everybody everybody yeah. around the globe who listens yeah, to us. It, absolutely. And I said the joy of speaking to a friend of a friend who. Said he listened to us in Hong Kong. Fantastic! I love yeah. it. I love the fact that that so many people listen to this show from around the world. And yeah. I, I, I salute you. Take my, my my many hats off to uh, to you and your commitment to supporting our our wonderful club, despite it being in the doldrums and run by mad people at the moment. It's uh, it's great to be united by this this cement of um, mutual appreciation for a for a, a, a football team for a sporting sporting um um institution it's yeah. fabulous and it i i love you all for it i really do i think you're great yeah me thank too. you so much thank you so much for listening and happy new year to you all yeah i echo all of that uh thank you for listening see you next week until then keep it blue keep it careful keep it chills It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 